Hello there, it's Michelle, co-host of Unknown Regions Podcast, with a brief show note regarding episodes 13 and 14. We had such an amazing time with our guest Brandon Boylan from Clashing Sabres Network discussing the Clone Wars Siege of Mandalore arc that we went a little bit bananas and recorded enough content for two entire episodes. So, in episode 13 of Unknown Regions, we discuss Old Friends Not Forgotten and The Phantom Apprentice. And in episode 14, we'll be talking about Shattered and the series finale, Victory and Death. So thank you so much to Brandon for giving us so much of your time. And thank you for joining us in the Unknown Regions. Enjoy! Hello there, and welcome to Unknown Regents Podcast. This is episode 13. I am your host, Michelle, and with me is your other host, my son, Colin. What's good? And today, back. We're, oh, you need to apologize for this oh. ridiculously long break. <laughs> oh. Over a month? It's it been over a month? It's been over a month. I don't think it's been a month, man. <laughs> I checked the date that other one, the episode 12 dropped. It's been over a month. Okay. Well, yeah, I feel bad about that. Yeah. I feel bad that it's been a month, but... He had midterms. Yeah. He had stress and writing music. Yeah, it's, you know, acclimating to this environment is actually kind of tough, you know? Um, But I apologize if it is my fault. (laughs) It kind of is, because... And we've been doing the... I was going to say. Yeah, go ahead. We had a side project come up um, called Decoding Devs. If you have any kind of free time which i'm sure a lot of people do right now um (laughs) please go on fx hulu and watch devs because it's the best show i can remember sorry this is not star wars related star wars related but um nevertheless okay we decided to do a little pod of a podcast of eight episodes regarding the tv show devs which is amazing and it's called decoding devs did i say that yeah okay um, but yeah, you, you can find it that. Enough. I pitched it enough. Okay. Um, but today, guys, the big news. Yo. Get ready. <laughs> we have our first non-family member guest. Yay! It's so exciting. Well, technically, he's not a family member. He is my space son. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> right. I am a space yeah. mom. Okay. And he's okay. Here we go, Brandon. Listen to this. I I thought about this. Okay, are you ready? Uh, sure. Let's go for it. Okay. <laughs> Cooler than Ahsoka's hilt left in the snow for 10 years. <laughs> Brandon Boylan from Clashing Sabers Podcast. Oh. I screwed that up. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, it's all, it's yo, all yo, downhill yo, from yo, here. Yo. It's all downhown <laughs> from here, guys. But oh. anyway. What's going on? Space on. <laughs> We love you. What's up, dog? Honestly, this podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for you. That is eh. not even an exaggeration. Mm. Not true, but... No, it's true. Uh, it you is know... absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because you were texting me about devs and everything, and I watched it, and I'm... Like, I enjoyed it. I'm nowhere near as, like, into it as you are. 
And every time I want to make fun of somebody for being too into something or like overthinking something, I remember the fact that I wrote a 700 word article on Han Solo's clothes and how his dark vest is his rough <laughs> exterior, but his white shirt is his nice fluffy inside. So Whoa. what I'm saying Whoa. is what yeah. I'm saying is, uh, guys, if you're listening, we're about to get real deep in the weeds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which, you know. I was going to say you didn't get it that as into devs as I did because you're normal, oh, yes. but now I have to take that back because I have never, I don't think I've seen that article and I'm going to need you to forward the link yeah, immediately. <laughs> I don't remember if it's a full article. There's at least enough like where I should honestly be ashamed of, of the fact that I put that out on the internet, but I'm honestly really proud because you know what? Whatever. It's educational. Right? Exactly. Okay, yeah. Well, that's I'm what gonna... I tell myself. That's all that matters. <laughs> why don't you excuse me why don't you share how we what what was our meet cute like tell tell everybody how we even know each other because this is this is really like par for the course with what we were just talking about all right yeah yeah so so i have a podcast clashing savers uh you can just search it on itunes and or wherever you listen and, and find us and uh god we started two years ago maybe three years ago um and me it and my right it was very shortly after uh, last jedi came out because that was yeah 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 it was right after last jedi so so about two a little over two years ago uh my buddy drew and i and uh we were talking about kylo ren and uh got really you know into the analysis and stuff that we like to do over there and uh you know we we did the whole you know follow us on this and email us here and whatever you know knowing that nobody listened to us because we didn't have good audio or really even know what we were doing at the time uh and michelle Same. sent um <laughs> a hmm how do we put i like this? to call it a manifesto yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say a thesis a manifesto on uh, kylo ren uh ben solo Let's put it this way, guys. We're in, we were a nobody podcast at the time. Who knows? Maybe we're still a nobody podcast. But we couldn't even read the entire email because it was so long that the entire hour of our episode would have just been reading the email. So once, uh, yes, I sent them an email. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah. It was, uh, but we we talked about it on the ep on the next episode, and it was really cool that like somebody had sent us uh, an email, and uh, <laughs> nobody has sent <laughs> us an email like that since. So wow, step your game up, people. <laughs> I can just send you another one about oh, something else. Oh, That's no. totally fine. Oh, no. I mean, I think I with mean, how much we talk at this point, it's like basically that each day, just in smaller, like, fun-sized chunks. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, yeah, it's been over two years. That's so it's cute. crazy. I can't believe it's been that long. Whack. Well, today, I think we're going to skip our normal... Um, Star Wars current events unless Brandon has something that he's just dying to talk about current event wise I mean we're gonna talk about it uh, other than that I've been it's listening to current event. yeah I mean I've been listening to the uh, the soundtracks um, they've released them on uh, Apple Music and iTunes and Spotify and stuff oh. for each of the arcs so i'm really liking that uh disney lucasfilm is doing that you know how they did it with each, each episode of the mandalorian they did it with each arc of uh 
Clone Wars. And so personally, I think it's some of the best work that uh, that he's done. Um, Kevin Kiner does not get enough credit, in my opinion, because at least outside of like the, the actual in he doesn't get enough credit in terms of like people listening to him the way we listen to to you know the John Williams soundtracks and and even the Rogue One and the solo soundtracks where we just listen to them for a listening experience um because everything was a lot more bite-sized chunks with uh with Rebels and and earlier seasons of Clone Wars but here I feel like they were just like go to town and he sure enough did so um yeah that's that's the only other current event I I really have going on right now yeah, I want to. I want to add to that. Can I add to that, Mom? Or do you want to go right into it? Should I shut up? Well, I was just gonna say that there are. I have. I have notes here, papers and pages, yeah. and there's a good bit of Kevin Kiner. Okay. Well, yeah. Stuff that I want to talk about for sure. But yeah, Colin, sorry, I kind of forgot to tell you that they dropped all. Yeah. What? Music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go, guys. <laughs> In my defense. You were on the, in the basement, and I was on the second floor when I found out this information. Mm, yeah. I suppose I could have texted it to you immediately, but I um, thought yeah. I would see you later. That's fine. I'm not I, hurt. And I'm senile, and I forgot to tell you. Sorry. I mean, I just wanted to say that I like how Brandon brought up, like, the respect levels are weird and different with Kevin Kiner. Because, like, cause, like, I don't know. I feel like with Rebels, especially, how Clomores used to sound and... Yeah, I, and I guess resistance too. Like a lot of the music. I don't used think he did these, resistance. I know he didn't, but I'm just talking about music used in these shows oh, in general. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, sorry if that wasn't clear, but a lot of the music in those shows just sound kind of sound like cues. They're just cues. You know, what I mean, like to me, like I could do without them. Honestly, they don't really they don't really do anything to me. But for this, like, for these episodes for this new season in Clone Wars, the music is a score. It was a whole other level. It's a score. Yeah. Well, I, I think you kind of got that when you're talking about, you know, season three, four, five of Clone Wars, especially l- later on in Clone Wars. I feel like you, mm-hmm. you, I feel like they figured out exactly what they wanted to do in terms of like, how do we make this Star Wars music without making it just ripoffs of, of John Williams? Because nobody had really done that before, you know? Like, nobody That's had really tried to put real music like star wars level orchestral music to anything that wasn't a movie at that point so that's a good point you know it just kind of like clone wars grew i feel like it grew and and um Mm -hmm. i mean there's there's but yeah it's just it's next level on this um yeah it is it's insane it's insane it is okay well why don't we just jump right on into the siege of mandalore yeah. Um, oh, is that that's what we're talking about? Was I supposed to watch that? <laughs> oh, bro. Brandon, how many times <laughs> I have to tell you to care about the Clone Wars? I mean, <sighs> you really are missing out. You really, really need to pay attention to the Clone Wars. Ahsoka, Ahsoka, Ahsoka. Yeah, so I'm really sorry if you didn't do your homework, but we're just going to press on. You're just going to have to keep up, okay? Wow, spoilers. Uh, yeah, well, too oh, yeah, bad for spoiler you. Alert. Oh, yeah, spoiler Please. alert. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huge disclaimer. Old friends, not forgotten, was the first, I would say. We never technically went over the last episode of the the sisters arc on this show. Oh, really? No, we didn't because oh. someone had midterms. 
and didn't oh. have time. All right. <laughs> but um, cool episode. Boom, we're done. All yeah. right. Next. Well, there's there's one one line in there I just want to mention now because I'm sure it's going to come into play in our conversation Please. and it's when at the end when Rafa is talking to Ahsoka um, and she says you may not call yourself a Jedi but you act like one or at least what oh, I yeah. want them to act like or what I think they should act like and that for me was really the kind of uh, the thesis if you will on what we see in with Ahsoka here uh, in the Siege of Mandalore and then, and then continuing on even more so um, into Rebels which is my favorite version of Ahsoka um, is that that mentor figure? So, just mm-hmm. plant that seed now, just because I know we'll we'll bring it up later. Thank you for bringing that up because it is truth mega important to this entire to her entire arc this entire season. That, yeah, like you said, it's the seed. It's her thesis. Essence versus existence, baby. Philosophy okay. episode coming soon. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Anyway, soon is a point of view. Also, I. <laughs> okay. That's true. It is. Yeah, fair. I, I like how you ran totally out of ink, and then you had to when you wrote that in your notes. Yeah, I tried to use my green pen, and then I got to not, and my green pen ran out of Just ink, and out. I had to switch to, to navy blue. Sadly. So early. All right. That's anyway. my favorite pen, the green one. I'm really. Is that green? It. Yeah, it was green. Jeez. Anyway, um, yeah. So I didn't get but five seconds into this before I started crying because the old Lucasfilm limited logo came out. Yo, I can't even explain (laughs) the way I felt about that. Like, it was... My head blew off. Yes, it was was life-altering. Like, I went in with Mm -hmm. one expectation, but then when they had the balls to put the green Lucasfilm logo up, I was like, oh, they're not even like... They're not even trying it's to be humble about it. Yeah, like they're just like, nope. yo, this it's is pretty dope. Y'all are gonna like this. It's a, it's a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. And I just want to say, I am a terrible parent. Apparently, uh, yeah, I was gonna add this. <laughs> neither of my kids had a clue what that was. Yeah, because, and you can't blame me though. No, right? I'm not. You blaming can't blame you. me. I'm blaming myself. I'm a terrible. I just said I'm a terrible parent. <laughs> that's not true. But all right. And it well, I'm a terrible Star Wars parent. If you don't know what that green logo means, then I'm probably a terrible parent. I mean, cause, yeah, because the earliest one I know is the the one that says I believe it says Lucasfilm. The sparkle one. Yeah, but it it spark it used to spark green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking. That's about. the earliest earliest one I know. <sighs> now it's just silver, I think. Um, it's, it's I'm 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 ashamed. That's all I can say. <laughs> and the LucasArts logo, I know that one really well. That's true. Um, and then no, um, no parable. We started calling it a parable instead of a fortune cookie. I don't know why. It's because of me. I had, a, I had, I had strife. Colin was <laughs> I had like, some why is this a fortune cookie? That doesn't even make sense. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what would you like to call it, Colin? I mean. But it does work as a parable also. It does. But anyway, there wasn't one. Yep. But we did get like the newsreel thing. So this was mm. kind of an interesting mix of old. Dude, Can I... the newsreel. I need to ask you guys something ahead, that, that, that's been... It bothers me every time I watch uh, Clone Wars on on Disney+. Plus. When you get the little skip intro thing, I get offended by that. I'm like, what do you... No! I'm not <laughs> skipping a Star Wars intro. Are you kidding me? Bro, what? don't even don't even start, man. Because, like, with Netflix... I think it's Netflix. When you're listening to the credits at the end of oh. a Star Wars movie, and it... Co- oh, no, no. Uh, um, what, what's that network? What's the network that plays... No, it... 
I know it's TNT, but it is Netflix. Oh, they cut okay. the J dubs off. Bro, it's so annoying. Uh. And I want to flip every table in the house. It is so annoying. Yeah, it's disrespect. The highest form. What kind of crazy person would skip the intro to Clone Wars, though? Honestly. Honestly, right. yeah, what the heck? That's weird. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, it always says skip intro down in the corner. Oh. Oh. Anyway, but it, we get thrown directly into battle. Just like, mm-hmm. no, we're not even going to calmly yes. wade into this. It's just yes. bam. We get some Grievous, by the way, in that Oh, my God. In we that have intro. To... In that, hey, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, a little context. We can't just say, okay, intro scene. No, no, no. So we got Battle of... I don't know these names. I'm oh, I guess, it's, it. I guess it's not the Battle of Coruscant that we see in the beginning. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. It's, that's right. It's not. They're all on their separate planets, all those Jedi Masters. Doing yeah, yeah. And they're all on the planets that... Stuff goes down. So I like that touch. I was sad yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. But I did like that it just went straight into this battle. And what is the name of that planet, Brandon? Do you happen to know? I Forget. don't know. I'm not I much of a planet person. I am. I should know. <laughs> but this is so funny, though. I recall, because like we've said, we've been obsessed with devs, which takes place in San Francisco. Oh yeah, the bridge. <laughs> the bridge at the beginning of this episode where this battle is, I was like, well, and that's where, you know, that's where um the ranch is and everything. It's it's that same area. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, Oh my god, is that a is that a devs um is that a trend Golden Great <laughs> Golden Gate Bridge shot just for fun, thrown into Clone Wars? <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, I, that was just I think it's know. interesting that it starts on a bridge though, because this is really is the bridge between yeah. You know, especially for Ahsoka, what we saw at the end of season five and where we get her in in Rebels. And, and of course, you know, they're they're building a bridge, if you will, through this this uh, arc with how Clone Wars fits into to the narrative that we have with Revenge of the Sith. Right. Because even though, yeah, Clone Wars happened between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, there was always a feeling of like disconnect almost you know like not not intentional not that they didn't do their jobs or anything like that but just it came after and it doesn't quite get there and what's really the impact and and you know we debate that but here they're basically just saying like no this is this is the bridge we're taking you right over and everything is going to make sense now you're speaking my metaphorical language right now I know that <laughs> I mean I was raised right what can I say <laughs> it's the only language. Metaphors I mean, are my love language. Forget food, forget like oh. service. Metaphors are my love language. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but I, I, Brandon, I also, I kind of, I see what you're saying. And I also think the choice of a bridge is a meticulous choice. They did not need to do a bridge. It could have just been like a flat piece of land, you know? That's what he's saying. It was yeah. very intense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, like, Dave Filoni doesn't do anything by accident. Nothing. Nah. It's cool. Every yeah. color means something more. I would imagine, like coming from. Oh playing. yeah, dude! All the sets in this season, these four episodes, how like the environment becomes bleaker. The colors like go away, gradually. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's so good. Okay, so let's talk about sass Anakin, because okay. there's no other Anakin I love more than sassy, smartass <laughs> Anakin. That's fair. I first of all. Him dodging that shot, he's like, Whoa. blaster bolt, just kind of going, eh, while he's talking, like, what are you doing down here? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, if they really wanted to 
break our hearts even more started out with sass bucket anakin being adorable like that yeah you're really just gonna that's true that's mean it is mean <laughs> i agree it's very mean he's like would uh, you rather me hide down there with you and let the people suffer and you know oh. obi-wan obi-wan just rolling his eyes it's great oh and the other takeaway from this from like visually that like hero moment of obi-wan oh yeah dude. saving cody again you're He's being, Dave is being really mean about this. Yeah. <laughs> Having Obi-Wan save Cody, who's going to turn on him in like two hours or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The, the hero shot of him, like yeah. Obi-Wan didn't have a ton to do in this arc. Not at all. But that was like, ah. I mean, <laughs> Delaney really enjoyed it because she's an Obi-Wan stand for sure. But I was just like, hey. How you doing? Oh, oh, you're looking no. pretty cute right there. Oh no, <laughs> no, no! And I like the animation and how it like it starts off. So like he he you know he splits it in half, and then it shows Cody for a second being like what, I and know. then it show and then it shows um, Obi Wan's lightsaber first. It like pans it, it tilts it, it the the camera like goes up to look at his face, but it starts with the lightsaber. You can see like the dust rolling over the lightsaber. It looks so good. It's fan freaking test. It looks so good. I mean, I'm sure we're going to say this 700 times. It looks so good. <laughs> the animation level. Bro. I mean, the whole the whole season. Sorry, I'm checking on a cough drop. Oh. The whole season was that way, but this particular four episodes, I yeah, couldn't I actually couldn't believe what I was seeing. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like what? What? How? Yeah, how? It's it's <laughs> why is this it's hard to put into words too. Like I watch a lot of Star Wars animation. Like I'm always pretty much watching either Clone Wars or Rebels. And from like season one to season seven, we can definitely point out the differences, even season two. But like season mm -hmm. three through six of Clone Wars and season seven, I couldn't like be like, oh, you know, this is what's different. This is what's different. Other than, like, the hair, you know, that everybody talks about. But there's just something about this animation. It's just, it's undefinably different. And I'm sure there's people out there who could put it into words. But just for for us imbeciles who don't know how animation works, like, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Because I go back and I watch the other episodes of Clone <laughs> Wars, weird. and I'm just like... It's almost like watching like a uh, like the Flintstones now. It's not that the Flintstones are bad, but the animation <laughs> is just like so rough compared to to what we have it's today, primitive. right? Yeah. Primitive, yes. It's crazy. This was this was just the only word I ever used is cinematic. The yeah, entire yeah. thing. Oh my god, and when we get to, you know, the fourth episode of the ship crashing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like slow down, that? slow down, slow down. We haven't even gotten through the <laughs> intro of the first episode. I know, I know. I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, good lord, my eyes were just... Like, oh, we've been blessed. And my I kept eyes, saying that. I was like, yeah. we're blessed. <laughs> my eyes suck. So if I actually had glasses and could see actually True. what I'm supposed to see, it's probably even better. I also think to speak towards the animation and, and its improve, uh, improvement, the textures, man. Ugh. Like that's what it did not have. None of this, none of the Clone Wars seasons before it had that, like definition to it. To all, to all like the the buildings and like Mall's the face. metal, Mall's, like the faces. Mall's maybe the that's faces, what it is. Maybe costumes. it's maybe it's the textures. Yeah, yeah. 
it just looks like I can touch it. You know what I mean? Like I could feel that. I guess. It's so artful. I can't even stop screaming about it. Yeah. It's just insane. So, but I'm going to have to stop screaming about it because we have like 20 million other things we yeah. want to gush about. <laughs> um, so, uh, anyway, this opening sequence, I didn't, uh, I think, did you notice the music quote directly from Return of the Jedi or did I? I don't uh, no, maybe me. we both. Of course, did. that was me. What do you mean? I'm saying maybe we both went, ah, like we pointed at each other, like the Leo, like the Leo oh, meme. Ah, no, ah. no, that was pretty sure it was me, but um, you probably noticed too, whatever. It's pretty much exactly the same music as It is exactly the same. They're pulling their little scam um, over the pit of Carcoon and Return of the Jedi. That was called the pit of Carcoon. Isn't it called the pit? What, did yeah. I pull out of my... <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. How did you know that? It's called the pit of Carcoon? <laughs> what the... Oh, the, you know, the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, when, uh, oh, by the way, I also loved how all the clones were underneath the bridge, just like hiding there. Yeah, that's cool. There was something, I don't know. It, I well, haven't actually thought about it. Metaphor wise. Out, but there was something, yes, metaphor wise. Please lay it on me because there has to be something. Before. I mean, what are we getting here in Siege of Mandalore? We're getting the rise of the Empire. Who is going to help the Empire rise is going to be the clones and Anakin. And they're literally rising up from underneath the, the what was, yeah, the shadows under this, you know, uh, bridge, you know, like we we're talking about earlier, they're coming out from there to become, you know, the, the new face of the empire. Um, and, and I don't think it's accidental either that, speaking of metaphor, I know you saw this, Anakin walking in like Luke in Last Jedi. I mean, Absolutely. did you oh, yeah. did you immediately get those vibes? Because I didn't even need to get on the internet. I didn't even yeah, figure it out from there. Fun. Immediately, oh, no, I was, immediately. I was like, "Last Jedi." Okay, all right. Yeah. When I when the uh, when the spider tank turned its head, that was the moment I was like, "Oh, I see you." <laughs> like that was the moment I was like, "Okay, so this is like the walkers, cool." And then the shot is exact. It's it's set up exactly the same. Like he's kind it's of pretty similar. Yeah. He's kind. He's standing there. It's shot from the back. It's kind of off to the side. Like it's pretty much the exact same. Hmm. I couldn't tell you if it's exactly the same Uh, Roughly yeah I've I've looked at side by sides I haven't looked that in depth at it But I think even if we're just looking at like What they're doing there You know uh, Anakin is is deceiving the droids Just like Luke is deceiving everybody By making them think he's actually physically there Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of an interesting contrast of, Of where the two are at at these real turning points in their in their I almost said in their careers in their lives and how Anakin is he's trying to to be deceitful to win this war and it's it's actually he's going out there to claim victory you know out of really out of ego you know um and <laughs> Luke is going is going out there to admit his fault and how fighting hurt him and how you know he, he he's going there to ask for forgiveness um mm, i think there i think yeah. there's something yet, deep down there and yet it's actually the same thing going on because they're both doing it as a diversion in the end like that that's is true the yeah purpose of why they're doing what they're doing to divert attention from what's actually really going on in the battle at the time Ugh, so good. Also, if I could talk to the fact that the clones coming out from the bottom of the bridge, it's kind of like, 
Well, you know how like some of them have jetpacks, right? They like they fly right over. Mm-hmm. Wait, they fly so, now? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Smash. <laughs> nah, uh, they do. They, yes, they fly now. But um, I don't know. There's like it's an interesting thing that they come out from below, so that has connotations of like the underworld and you know hell. And but then they like fly in, like they're kind of like these angelic like guardians almost a little bit. <laughs> there's the coughing all right um Dang it. but i think it's an interesting relationship if you look at it that way because the fact that they're kind of embodying like devils but also when they rise up and start storing over the enemy they're like angels too so it's like but in in us in honest in all honesty that is kind of what the clones are right now they're both and until the switch is turned then they turn into demons but like you know what i mean is they're, that a good idea they're this is this, that metaphorical enough for you? The, what you just said comes back later in a big way, actually. Uh, oh, all right. Cool. We'll get to that. All right. All right. I'm on to you, boy. Um, okay. Can we move, move yep. slightly forward now? Yep. Um, I just want to say Tano Kree's 2020, except no substitutes, president, Wait. vice president. Wait, what? Tano Kree's 2020. Those two. I want them together always. They should work together all who ways. Are, who are they? Ahsoka and oh. Bo-Katan. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know them by their last names too well. <laughs> <He's looking at laughs> me. I was like, what are these? Like, I'm speaking some sort of other language. To, so to be fair, I'm over here, like, calculating. Okay, I know Tano. Crease? Cree? Who's Crease? Yeah, I was going to say. I'm like, so what? sorry. I'm thinking a campaign stick. You know, I got you sugar, Tano That's Kreese. good. That's good. I like that. Okay. 2020, 2021, 2022, forever. Nice. Yeah, I want them together. Cool, forever. cool. Okay, yeah. Possibly even shipping them? Mm. Not quite sure. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I'd That'd be, be, cool. I'd I be thought, into it. I thought Ahsoka and, uh, what's her name? From the earlier story. The one right before this one. The Rafa? Oh, right. Rafa. Rafa, yeah. But they were going to be a thing. We did argue whether or not we were, we were going to ship Ahsoka and Rafa or Ahsoka and um, Chase. Chase? Right? Trace, uh, yeah. Trace. Trace. Yeah. Oh Overwatch. Overwatch knowledge tracer. My grandma <laughs> is coming out today, like Yeah, this is bad. So strong. Get your head in the game. Let's go. Senility, cough drops, tea. Yeah, what is going on? You didn't know how to use it. Hey, did you grab your sweater? <laughs> did you grab your sweater? You might need that. It's uh She was like, yo, is it cold downstairs? Should I wear socks? And like, yo. <laughs> it's it's springtime. Okay, anyway. Oh, okay. Man. Um Okay, so when Ahsoka lands on uh, the... I, I don't know what kind of ship that was, but when she sees Anakin again for the first time... The Venator, yeah. Uh, why don't you guys talk about it while well, I have a moment to be sad? All right, all right. Um, are we talking Are we talking about the hologram or talking about the first time that they really, like, interact? Um, I'm talking about the first time they really interact because okay. I don't know I feel like the hologram we've seen that we're skipping the hologram part well we don't have to skip it if you don't want to I mean well, I don't think there's order. I don't think there's too much there I think with the once they actually meet you really start to see like Anakin is is like a dog like an abused dog really begging for attention you know um he he literally he just wants to talk to Ahsoka and be with Ahsoka you know um, and she's very very down to business and, and 
understands that their relationship has changed and Anakin just wants things to go back to how they were. You know, that's how he he kind of sees things evolving. Um, and he's he's very... I don't know what the the right word for it is, but he's he's very apologetic for how things went in the sense that he's trying to justify it, right? He's trying to justify, oh, well, she she had to leave because otherwise she wouldn't be where she is now. And it's like, okay, yeah. yes, but also, like, that doesn't mean everything that happened to her is okay, right? And so if, if I to to use a metaphor here and i'm gonna go a little bit like extreme for this one um be, and, so, and so extreme as you need to well I, well i say that because i i want to i want to i want to preface it because i i i don't if i don't want to have anybody think I'm, I'm lessening um this down but to, it's it's like somebody who was abused or raped or whatever you know goes through a a terrible thing like that and they see that person again and they start to uh they start to to go back and fall back into that into that right and and expect things to to go back to the way they were but without all the bad parts and that's just not it's not how things happen and so it's interesting to see that Anakin just like he did with you know his mom just like he did with Padme he's trying to simplify down this relationship of well I'm here and so everything's going to be okay um and he's having to learn that you know actions have consequences which is he's going to live the rest of his life with that Ugh. yeah <laughs> metal <laughs> It's so sad. It's just that whole, exactly what you just brought up when he says, you know, he's just trying so hard to justify that she left him and left the order by saying, well, this is obviously this is why it happened, because if if she hadn't left, she wouldn't have found Maul and this is all working out. And Obi-Wan's like, yeah, okay, honey, whatever you got to do to get you through (laughs) the night, if you want to think that, that, okay. And I mean, I, I relate to that to to an extent, because you know um for those of you who haven't listened to me over at clashing savers like i had an eating disorder for quite a few years i mean i guess technically you always have always have an eating disorder but it was out of control for for quite a few years and i had fallen away from star wars and wasn't in a good space blah 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 right and if i hadn't gone to the treatment center that i went to then i wouldn't have started looking at star wars art on pinterest again and i wouldn't have gotten involved you know and it all takes me to this place now where i have a great community a great support system you know i have so many awesome people who you know i never would have met otherwise and so yes having an eating disorder in a way got me to where i am today but it doesn't make it suck less that i wasted those years of my life right it doesn't make it suck less how i hurt right. the, hurt the people in my life um and and that's kind of what anakin is is forgetting is you can't just sweep it under the rug because eventually you're going to have to move that rug and the dirt's still going to be there. Right. Which is a repeated, repeated, repeated theme in all of Star Wars. I mean, I feel like that's the dark side. It is the dark side. That's the path. It is. Yeah. You know, it, it that's is. what happens with Kylo Ren. That's literally it's what Kylo happens Ren. with all of them. It's <laughs> what happens with Luke. It's what happens with Leia. It's everybody. I don't know about Maul to an extent. Maul's just kind of power hungry, but... Um... I mean, I guess he is hurt by, like, Palpatine 
choosing Dooku, and he even acknowledges later, like, I see why he was chosen now, you know what I mean? Like, he's not so much different from me after all, you know? Like, he has grudges, but all the dark side users, they are the ones who have, like, who are, like, hiding it so much so, hiding their pain so much so that they are embodying pain. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's very interesting. But it is. Um, that's an interesting way of looking at it, though, Brandon. Sorry, my actually my earpod fell out. <laughs> I know. I clearly. I could hear you go like I can't hear him anymore, so I just kept talking. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you. So you guys can edit that um, out. But there's something else. No, I don't want. I don't want to edit that out because I'm sure you. No, edit it. Edit, edit out me saying that. Um, oh, we don't edit things around here. Are you crazy. <laughs> we don't edit. I can do it. Uh, but there's there's something else there too to go back to what um, I mentioned earlier about you know acting what a Jedi should act like and it's that confrontation that Ahsoka pretty much has with Obi-Wan you know um, Anakin's like the little kid trying to get his parents to not argue anymore by like you know look what I colored at school today and um, it's not going very well but you you have this you have Ahsoka basically calling out Obi-Wan for for being a tool of of the chancellor, you know, and of the the power and politics of the republic and not the people of the republic. And that's a transition that we get here that really redefines Ahsoka's character for me in another great way. For those of you that don't know, I literally live and breathe and die for Ahsoka. Um she is far <laughs> and above my true. favorite character. Um Dang. Yeah, it's it's not even of all time in Star Wars of all time full stop Just like ooh. of all yeah in the world i'm yeah. surrounded by ahsoka stuff right now um we can get to my <laughs> cool. ahsoka tattoo that i'm gonna get later on when we get to that point ooh. um like yeah all right fair <laughs> i am the cake <laughs> and and i'm not saying i'm not saying that to say like i'm a bigger ahsoka fan than everybody else so you should listen no, to no, me no, no. but i say that because the reason but you should say that <laughs> i mean i'll think it but i won't That's say fair. it i <laughs> i mean there is a reason why we wanted you on this particular episode. yeah 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 but that is the reason and and the reason ahsoka means so much to me is because there's a point every point in her story i can relate to a point in my life and over the past few months and, and as Clashing Sabres has evolved and as we started like our nonprofit and our outreach and stuff like that and we've really tried to, you know, build the Star Wars community and, and help be an, be an asset to this fandom, I really related to Ahsoka starting to think about the people and not the the politics, right? Because when I first got yeah. into Star Wars podcasting and the bigger fandom and stuff like that, my goal was to be, you know, one of those top tier people, uh, you know, to be a Brian Young, Amy Radcliffe, you know, somebody with hundreds of thousands of followers and all those statistics that we justify ourselves <laughs> by these days, right? And if that had happened, I never would have met you guys. I never would have met my team at Clashing Sabres. Like, things would have been extremely, extremely different. <laughs> low Do not put Clashing Sabres on our low tier. They're no, no, way no. above us. Let's not even kid ourselves, Colin. We don't, we have no... Get out, con- get out of here. Like, get out of here. It's not even close. Okay, okay, but the Unknown Regions intro music, though. Yeah, that was... I mean, I it's, it's pretty lie. dope. That- <laughs> That's pretty dope. But, but like, what you're saying is entirely the case. Like you, I and 
I don't even need to be told to see what you're saying. I see the parallels between yeah, her it's like and you very, it's, very clearly. It's it's being defined by your your power versus being defined by people, right? And yeah. as a teacher and as a human, like I don't want my memory my legacy to be a set of numbers you know like i don't want it to be oh he had this many pass on you know testing or whatever i want my legacy to be like oh this kid was considering killing themselves and he he inspired them or you know i had some kids reach out to me this year about some inappropriate stuff that happened on social media that they were too scared to tell their parents you know that's the kind of legacy i i want and that's what i see with Ahsoka here is is she's maybe not thinking about legacy but thinking about the the effect that she has on other people and the effect that she can have on other people you know um and and really sure. living those Jedi practices and that's why that arc with um the sisters was it is so, so important. important oh my god I hate when people just <laughs> it's just like guys do you not do you not see the dots that you are gonna connect about? Uh, it's filler. Like, oh, I went, okay, okay. <laughs> Dave right. Filoni does not doesn't do, do filler. Filler. <laughs> he doesn't. You're right. Um, Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get out of the way. Colin, yeah, Colin, have a seat. Um, <laughs> Colin does not think that that was filler, but no. we do. We actually agree, and we. And I agree with, I think, um, Lindsay Guidotti said this on Clashing Sabres, that maybe that four character arc could have been shortened to three episodes. Or four, I'm sorry, four episode arc could have been shortened to three. Maybe. It could have. I would be okay with that. It could have. but... But, But for the most part, the message was only made clearer by by having that extra episode. And True. it is the message. It is the message. Like, that was it. If you missed it... <laughs> go back. Go ba- Like, I don't know what to tell you, because he made it real obvious. But, um, yeah. Anyway. To, to the point where the dialogue literally consisted of lines like, the Jedi are hypocrites. Yeah. You're not a hypocrite. <laughs> You're awesome because of that. Boom. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but the line, the, the part where Ahsoka stands up to Obi-Wan and oh, I love like that part, you dude. said where that part's she's so just like you are playing politics as usual like I love that. This, you this go exchange. off sister go <laughs> off on Obi-Wan sister, right now snap on this exactly <laughs> I mean I don't think she would have had the cojones to say that necessarily before she met yeah. the sisters yeah 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 because she hadn't seen it with her own eyes and lived that yeah, I don't think it would you know, have been having people. the cojones to do it. I, don't, I think it w- just wouldn't have had the knowledge to do it. Yeah, I guess you're probably right. Yeah. Um, because she suspected foul play, but she did not know. Exp- she could not give an explicit example as to like a family that was hurt by the Jedi Order. And right. they gave her that impetus, I guess, in a sense, to really like bear down on her feelings. Because I think that whole arc, um, honestly, I haven't watched the episodes in a while, but I recall her kind of. She didn't talk a lot during about the Jedi, pretty much at all. She was trying to, yes, exactly. She was trying to hide it. But I think most importantly, she wasn't just hiding it from them. She was trying to hide it from herself. Like she was trying to find like a reason to, to like dislike the Jedi Order. You know what I mean? But that's all she knew. 
So it was yeah. like, how do you dislike something that's the only thing you understand? Well, and how do you how do you live practices of an institution that you don't believe in anymore, but you believe in their belief system, right? There's nothing yeah. in Ahsoka's character to to indicate that she doesn't believe in the practices of the Jedi. It's that she doesn't believe in the institutions of the Jedi, right? And that's kind of a a parallel to to a lot of what we see going on today in, in terms of religion, right? Most people at this point believe in spirituality of some point, God of some point, create whatever you want, you know, you want to name it, but don't believe in in the institutions themselves because of the politics that they play or the wrongdoings that they cover up and things like that, right? So so for right. like for for uh, you know, all of us on here, you know, we're Catholic, you know, can't deny the Catholic Church has done some pretty terrible things, but also we believe in these things. Not the terrible things. We believe in in the the set of practices, right? And so how do we live that out without supporting the the negative aspects of it? Um is is something that Ahsoka is is having to deal with, you know? Like how do I be a Jedi without being a Jedi? Right. <laughs> and Jedi. honestly, it's yeah. it's so meta for fandom too. Right oh, now. dude, I was thinking about this the other I day. I mean, for me, not for everyone, but for me. I was thinking about this, though. It's weird, man. It's very meta for fandom. Like, how do I reconcile how I feel about certain films ending certain sagas that I really don't like any of it, yet <laughs> I love Star Wars? Like, how do I reconcile those two things? It's extremely difficult. I still haven't done it. I'm not sure if I ever will. But it's it feels like the same type of issue that she's having with the Jedi. I I just think she's trying to make a decision for herself. <laughs> I think that it all boils down to that because like what you guys were saying. But she about, also loves these people. Like she loves Obi. I know, but she, no, but she's trying to sift through her feelings and trying to make a decision for herself with no other influence. Like she's trying to be Ahsoka, not Padawan Ahsoka, not. Uh, force Not, user, so like you know what I mean. Like, well, she even says they shouldn't be calling me commander. You know, she's she's getting rid of yeah, those yeah, identities. Yeah. Um, and and then yeah. when we see her in the Ahsoka novel, you know, she's going by Ashla. Um, and, and oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's you know that that struggle with identity again. And obviously, I've read the Ahsoka novel like three or four times, and so <laughs> I I would. It, it happens only, I think, like a year after this, a little over a year after the end of Siege of Mandalore, Revenge of the Sith. And so she's still dealing with those kind of things as she tries to figure out, okay, now not only do I have to be a Jedi without being a Jedi, but I have to be a Jedi without being a Jedi while in hiding so I don't die for being a Jedi even though I'm not a Jedi. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a very convoluted identity crisis, if you will, right? It but. Is. It is. Yeah. It, it's to me, it's a lot more realistic than what we get with ex for like Luke Skywalker, for example, in the original trilogy, right? And this is not a knock on Luke. Luke's character is designed this way. He's very simple, naive farm boy, struggles with his inner dark side, becomes the hero, knight in shining armor, blah blah blah, right? Very basic arc, excellently done by Mark Hamill, excellently executed. That's his character, who he is, right? But for Ahsoka, you know, and and. It, a lot of it can be contributed to the amount of time we get to spend with her, but it's a much more, we don't really get the answer to how she figures this out. You know, like 
Yeah. There's, you can look at it from so many different angles. Um, and I, I think part of the reason Ahsoka connects as a character is she is much more the everyman than um, really anybody else that we've had in Star Wars. Um, you know, that anybody can connect with her at a certain point in their life. Um, so. Hmm. I actually think uh, this just popped in my head. I don't want to get too far onto this because I know we have a lot to go through, but um, it, there's also an uncanny resemblance to like how ben solo was given the name ben you know what i mean and how he's like i don't i don't want my name to be i don't want to be named after this dude like everyone sees me as the guy named after ben kenobi you know what i mean yeah and, an identity crisis there too and and i mean he's the he's the you know the children the child he's the children <laughs> multiple personalities he is the child of <laughs> you know yeah right um of leia and han solo mm -hmm. you know he's the padawan of luke skywalker and you have the same thing kind of with ahsoka here right she's the padawan of yeah, anakin skywalker you know she's been tutored by yeah. obi-wan yeah so yeah i think you're onto something there i hadn't thought about it like that yeah I'm in, sure mom's, my in mom's this house, I was going to say, in this house, we compare everyone to Ben Solo. Cause that's <laughs> She's happened. even compared me to Ben Solo. <laughs> One day you'll live up to it. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I'm a set-in, dog. All right. Let, uh, anyway. Yeah, we're like, what, 10 minutes into the first episode? I know. Oh, I do want to say my very favorite, I think my favorite script-wise line in this episode is when Obi-Wan says, you're not being fair. And yeah. Ahsoka says, I'm not trying to be. And I just, oh. Get her. Get her. So good. Like, she's come so far. Yeah, it's dude. Just... She's not even caring anymore. <laughs> and she's saying it while she's wearing a full-on Mandalorian-style dress, too, which That's I have facts. to say, if I can't buy that dress, what are they even doing? Her universe, get on that, please. Honestly, dude. I love that dress. Well, anything Mandalorian basically is, is good for me. Yeah, big hype. Uh, can we just talk about how, though, they call this the Siege of Mandalore, and now we don't even know what happened to Mandalore in the end? <laughs> can, wow. we just, can we just call that out a tiny little bit? And I realize I'm being spoiled, Brad. I have an entire series called The Mandalorian. I get it. But I really do want to know what happened to the Mandalorians. Like, badly want to know what happened to them. Yeah. I, I honestly thought we were going to get that, but we'll wait and see till I, oct hopefully October, maybe October 2021 a, at this point. I have mixed feelings because I've I've also gone on record saying if I have to watch Mando side again, I'm going to be really upset. I don't really want to see that, but I would at least like to know, like, okay. Like Mando side? Like killing of all the Mandalorians. Oh, like genocide. I see. Okay. Because that, I mean, I don't think it's an accident that they showed you you know there are this many clones still on mandalore and mm -hmm. well and those mandalorians and they're literally standing face to face in that i forget even which episode it was but the second to last it was almost as if like okay they're all happy together right now but in about 10 minutes <laughs> yes well and i i have a theory i want to run by you guys once we get to uh to that part of phantom apprentice um okay that that'll have to do with with this but what happens okay so then they um, then it's like they rush off to to mandalore right um well they have that whole exchange about leaving for coruscant right and um the very 
last time that Anakin and Ahsoka see each other as, you know, as pals. Yep. Isn't that right after that? Or no, yeah. I'm skipping a bunch of stuff. Well, he gives her Sorry. the lightsabers. Um, oh, yeah, I'm skipping all the important stuff. He gives her so, the clones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He gives her the 501st, by the way. <laughs> yeah. With their new painted helmet. Oh, my God, all of that. You know what? I didn't take notes during that because... Distracted. So distracted. This happened <laughs> This happened during the, the lightsaber battle with Maul and Ahsoka as well. I stopped taking notes because I'm just like drawn in and I don't write anything down during those important parts so then it looks like in my notes that stuff never happened yeah Oops. Sorry. I mean yeah but we could talk about that though obviously uh, they you obviously. know Ahsoka so Anakin's like yo I have a surprise for you brings Ahsoka with him to this hangar bay and opens the door and there's this, this squadron of clones standing there with the Ahsoka painted helmets uh Rex is in there and mom my mom made an interesting point too Rex is holding an Ahsoka helmet but never wears it yeah kind of weird yeah that is weird yeah but anyway yeah so that happens um he's like company attention and then they're there and she's given the name commander she just climbs it you know we just talked about that um loyalty means everything oh yeah that's what he said yeah yeah loyalty means everything to the clones hey, please <laughs> my man God, well, and God. she's so loyal to them in the end and she's loyal to anakin in twilight of the apprentice and oh yeah 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 you know something, but uh, well, she gets the lightsabers ahead, right after that, and and I was thinking about it because we we get the the lore about the Kyber crystals in the Ahsoka novel about how um, the Sith or Darksiders make them bleed, and that's what turns them red, and then she heals them, and that's how she has the white sabers, right? So here you have her green yellow sabers turning blue. Um, which, by the way, I'm a fan of. Um, really dig it. But <laughs> I, I think about yeah, yeah. Chirrut's quote of, you know, the strongest stars have hearts of Kyber, and that idea of heart of mm-hmm. Kyber, and how, you know, Anakin is, in a way, putting his heart in Ahsoka, you know, um, here as he hands her the lightsabers. He's he's giving himself to her in a way that I don't think he ever really did with Padme. You know, in Revenge of the Sith, they've been married for, like, three years, and Padme just straight up says, like, when are we ever going to be honest with each other, right? Um, (laughs) Anakin's not good at that as much as he probably thinks he is, but here it was a real sense of vulnerability, um, again, to that kind of, like, he's kind of like a sad puppy dog begging for attention, but at the same time, you know, he's he's giving his love uh, to her um, in a really cool way it's it reminded me of like when when you're not a lovey-dovey person such as i am not but Mm. like (laughs) but then i will bake you a banana cake yes is this a hint and give you yes i'm trying to tell you this is this was his way of baking her a banana cake (laughs) and just being like i put myself into this banana cake (laughs) You can't keep saying that. It's funny, man. I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> and even though I'm not gonna stand here and and like hug on you as much as I would like to, and that's how much I feel for you, instead I I put that I put all those feelings into these lightsabers. Here you go. Yeah. These are. This is what this means. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I like he says. I like how he says. Yeah, they're a little better. 
That was a freaking adorable. That's good. Uh, That's good. But but also, I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Dave Floney. Just you might as well life. just kill me. It's fine. Yeah, he he just, tends to do that. God. God. Colin, I wanted to going though. Like it. Ooh. Dang. Colin, I wanted to pick your brain on like, something because after that we get the we get them going to Mandalore and it's uh the timeline wise it's paralleled where they're jumping out of the troop transports on Mandalore with uh, the Battle of Coruscant at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And I saw people on Twitter pointing out that the music cues were the same, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Other than the use of drums, yeah. I didn't really uh, see anything. Yeah. I don't think it's... I feel like I would have picked that up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would have picked it up. Like, the two bass drum hits going like, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Boom, like that part? Yeah. Um, I know... Okay, so, like, I know that there's some music that kind of resembles that later with, like, the drumming, which is... like, But it's still a little different. It's more like taika drumming than, like, actual, like, boom sound, which is, like... I would say it's maybe a little bit similar but i wouldn't say it's the same it's definitely not the same you okay. definitely didn't look at me and go oh my god which, yeah, nah, which is what I you normally would do if it was a yeah i would i would have picked that up i think but that would be cool though they should have done that <laughs> that would have been dope <laughs> you should go back and maybe listen and now that and focus on that and see yeah sure yeah i could i could check that out speaking of that moment did you guys catch the little nod to the clone wars movie they had on there no, because I am not that familiar Go with ahead. the Clone Wars movie. Go share, ahead. share with us your knowledge. Yeah. In in the Clone Wars movie, when they are scaling the top of uh, scaling to the top of whatever they're climbing to, um, and they're all climbing up the the mountain, uh, Ahsoka says, "I don't remember." She said, "I'm pretty sure." She, sh- pretty sure she says it to Rex, <laughs> but she says, "Race you to the top." And she oh, beats yeah. him yeah, to the top. Yes, and I then here she says, race you to the surface. And then, you know, she says, beat you. Some things never change. So that was, I didn't catch that the first time. I caught it the second time because I haven't watched the Clone Wars movie uh, that much. But I was like, what does he mean by That's a good catch. some things never change? And yeah, that was that was it. Clone Wars movie, man. Well, I also, uh, you know, I thought about, I, that those that exchange was interesting to me too, and I thought about what that could be um, paralleling in a way. And I was like, okay, this kind of reminds me of that one episode when they're it's like a gassy planet, and they're jumping from the like from a ship down onto this. It's the episode when R two like fights this other droid. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, I can't dude. remember which episode it is. Okay. Yeah, and Rex is there, Anakin's there, I believe. Um, and they all like jump from the top, but Ahsoka's the first one to jump, I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, with no parachute. She just like goes, and then they're all like, "Well, okay, I guess we're I guess we're going." But I feel like she would have said something like that in that scene. I can't remember; it's been so long. But that was the scene I was reminded of uh, when I thought about it. But I gotta watch the Clone Wars movie again. I haven't watched that movie in so long. Um, to be honest, I actually did watch it not that long ago because I oh dang. Sky Talkers maybe did a little thing about it, and I was like, "Oh crap! I really need to watch that again before, um, you know, the new season or whatever." And that you said when you said I caught something from the Clone Wars, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm sure I didn't," but that was <laughs> that I did because I had just watched it, and it was it's so cute. Their relationship is just yeah, side note: read the Clone Wars movie novelization because the novelization is dope. Ooh. 
It's really There's good. There's a Clone Wars movie novelization. Yep, Karen Travis did it, and you really... She spends a lot of time inside Anakin's head and his struggle with what he did on Tatooine and what it means going Ooh. forward. So good. Uh, so, so good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Literally yeah. no clue that existed. Yes, I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. You're all the with, you're all with the books, by the way. Um, Colin, he... In, in his expansive network... <laughs> Uh, empire that he runs over there. Oh my gosh. There's, it's, um, Don't Burn the Sacred Text is the name of their <laughs> exclusively book. He likes that. <laughs> he likes that title. I was pretty proud um, of myself on that one, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's, that's gold. That's it gold. It is very gold. And yeah, that's just, that's the show they do about just books. Ah. Which, okay, thank respect. goodness, because. I can't seem to get past three chapters of books. I have no knowledge of the books. And Colin just had, doesn't have time. Because there's no music. What? <laughs> it's empty. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's probably really good. I, I got to read them. Um, Brandon, I have a question for you. We gotta, Go for I'm it. sorry we have to back up a little bit. But the scene where um, Ahsoka and Anakin do part ways for the last time, and they talk about luck. And instead of saying, may the force be with you, they, she says, "Good luck." Instead, how did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear your take on that, because um, I was kind of puzzled. Like, wow, that's that's really interesting that she says, "Good luck," and instead of "May the force be with you," and then they talk about how Obi Wan Kenobi always says, "There's no such thing as luck." I don't know. What's your take? I think it's part of the evolution of Ahsoka because of what we get with World Between Worlds. And if you think about World Between Worlds and and the story that's told there, it's really about all our choices, right? Ahsoka tells Ezra, you know, I, I couldn't, you can't save your master just like I couldn't save mine, right? And to me, that's kind of an admittance of there isn't luck, it's all the decisions that we make and those pile on top of each other. And sometimes we're not the person who is supposed to decide this or do that, you know, and we have to be okay with that. Um, and so really, I think here it's showing kind of a, a flaw um, in their belief in luck. And, you know, there's that, that phrase, you know, luck is preparation, locking hands with opportunity, right? Um, mm -hmm. Luck is, is just a... a point of view really you know it's it's something that people attribute well it's something that people attribute to something they don't fully understand right and i think that's yeah. kind of where both anakin and ahsoka are at here they, they don't fully understand something you know um you think about you know uh, a great athlete for example and they're like oh man you know they got so lucky they got to go to the right schools and da 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 da, da. and it's like okay yes but what happened outside of that you know what were they were their parents connected you know and their parents worked really hard to get those connections or did they work for years without you knowing them you know there's so many things that go into who we are and and what we become and so attributing it to luck is is just a simpler way of saying you know i don't really understand what's happening here um but hopefully it's all going to turn out for the for the good um and yeah, then like, good luck i mean yeah <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> Pretty much, I mean. Because they're both about to have some really bad luck. That's true. That's, <laughs> yeah. Did not well, work out. And I mean, 
Anakin makes it clear he taught her about luck, right? He's like, good, good thing I taught right. you otherwise. And mm-hmm. from to Anakin, I think he would he would say some of what happens to him is bad luck, you know. Um, and and to try to deflect it, the the choices he made that made him Darth Vader. You know, at the end of the day, he made those choices. Yes, he was manipulated, but he made those choices, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So maybe they weren't the most well-informed choices and and whatnot, but it wasn't bad luck. Everything's choices. And so I think that's kind of the arc there. That's what I got out of it. I struggled with it a lot, too, because I was like, it's just a weird thing to put there. Um, Because I think they could (laughs) have... Yeah. I think they could have paralleled the the Obi-Wan-Anakin goodbye a little bit more. Like the last time they but, talk but with each it's other, like yeah, when he's like goodbye, old friend. Yeah. In any other show written by any other person, I would just be like, oh, that was just there to be a cute little exchange. But the, the but phrase it's not, itself it's, is an icon. It's Filoni, and it's "May the Force be with you." So and Yoda says it, and Yoda says it later. Yeah. So I was just like, what? What are they trying to say right here? Like what? But I think I think you're I think I'm agreeing with you that they're trying to say exactly what you just said that it's they are both in a place that it's about to go it's about to break bad on both of them and um, like it's almost as if they they're, they're on both... a, they're on tram lines let's okay just say. <laughs> oh god <laughs> no one here knows <laughs> anyway I was gonna say um, they're on their own tram lines they are they're definitely it's almost as if they can like. Re- they can tell something's about to happen too, for both of them. I feel like when I listen to their do- when I watch their scenes together, it's like, like I, they're friends. Like yeah, but the only real moment that I actually see some friendship bonding is when he gives her the lightsabers, and they actually kind of like play around a, a little bit with their language. You know, like like Ahsoka smiles at him, and they're like, and he's like, yeah, I like these better, and like that's friendship. But like otherwise, man, it feels like very like okay, Ahsoka's here, Anakin's here now. Ahsoka's not his apprentice. You know what I mean? They are separate entities at this point, and it's kind of like that. Saying good luck is kind of like a a stamp of like no. <laughs> it's just like yeah, I'm not you anymore. Like we're different. I you know guess what I mean? yeah. Like almost like an aggressive type of thing. In my opinion, that's how it carried off for me. I don't it's think not, it's. I don't think it's aggressive. aggressive. Not aggressive. No, I, I, yeah. I think it's more they, the their relationship. They never really separate. They never really categorized it, right? So like, yeah. For for me, for example, like I do a lot for my campus. I'm really close with my principal. You know, I go in and talk to her as a friend, but we also like. I get called into the office and she talks to me as the principal and I'm getting in trouble for something or she's commending me for something or whatever, right? And those are two very distinct interactions. We both behave differently. We both, you know, come with a different attitude, um, all of those things. And it's not something that we we stated, but that's just the way that, you know, it works in a relationship that is both professional and personal, you know? And they never separated those things between the we're friends we're you know brother and sister basically to we're jedi i'm your commander i'm your you know i'm your general you need to listen to me you know that kind of thing and so when when you come back you know like i'm leaving the school that i'm at right i'm going to a different school when i come back to this school 
to even to just come visit and say, hi, do I fall back into that friend role? Do I fall back into that employee role? You know, how do I navigate that? Because of, you know, naturally when I walk into this place, I'm going to feel a sense of attachment, right? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So. They, Interesting, okay. They, um, they have both failed Jedi Mantra 101, don't get attached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, flunked. <laughs> Definitely. Zero percent, like not even, not even like a, a high F, like zero percent. They're so attached. She calls him, her, refers to him as her brother. Mm -hmm. Obi Wan does the same thing. Like, what? What is you doing? Like, this. You is... know who truly succeeded at that though? Mace, Mace Windu. Windu? <laughs> he is the best Jedi. All right, I quit. Bye, guys. This was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll shut up now. Oh, I didn't. I, I, I right. stepped too far. This is what. But, but it blows up in his face, though. It does. Which is a, which is something to talk about. But so. I'm just saying, like, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's like, it's sort of a, it's an underhanded way of making the statement that you got to break the rules. They are not. Break the rules. They are not what the Jedi Order says they should be. Yeah. They're going off the radar like they're saying good luck they're not saying may the force be yeah what is you. going on man you and know? for one of them that pans out well and for one of them it, it doesn't right like ahsoka becomes yeah. the, the most jedi of the jedi and she's not a jedi right and anakin is supposed <laughs> to be the pinnacle of the jedi and ends up failing miserably and not being a jedi mm -hmm. you know so oh yeah okay well good i'm glad we solved that because it's been like sitting with me like what what was the purpose of that? There has to be a purpose. He would not put that weirdness in there if there was no reason. Yes. Okay, good. It's weird. The first time I watched it too, I was like, "What? What? <laughs> I feel like luck. something isn't there. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not feeling like this phrase has been cadenced yet. You no, know what I mean? It's not good. All right, let's go to Mandalore, shall we? Yeah. Please. Yes. <sighs> ships. <laughs> ships. Let's talk about the, the, the ships. The shot of all the ships. We both Bro. clutched our pearls. It I was, was like, amazing. Yo. Dude, it's so cool. Uh, we like ships. I don't think Brandon, you're not like a ship dude. Nah, but... not really. Oh man. I live with a major ship dude. I I too have some. Not like me though. Not like you though. Man. Like they change one little knob on one control panel. He's like, "What are they doing? Why are they doing?" <laughs> no, but okay. But hear me out though. That scene is cool because we never get scenes, like, in space, of clone ships and someone else. We never have gotten that. It's always been the clone brigade. You know what I mean? You have like a bunch of those gunships. You have a bunch of the arc, the arc. Uh, I forget the number. The arc fighter ships, right? Mm -hmm. But. And then you have the big Venator of capital ships. That's like usually all you see. And then there's all these droid ships. You know what I mean? This is a very different feeling, man. Because the Mandalorian ships are the best. Yeah, they're cool. I mean, it's just cool. I mean, I don't know. It's, it was just they're a different sweet. visual experience. It's like, more okay, of a so Rebel Alliance kind thing. of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah, it's a, it's a mix saying. of ships, whoever they can get. Mandalorian yeah. Alliance. Okay. Mandalorian Alliance. Have, they have their little... <laughs> Ooh, we need to talk about the little um, Mandalorian resistance arm patches. I do have that written oh, here somewhere that we need a, to talk oh, about that. I don't um, that. But anyway, uh, Bo-Katan, I just, God I bless. can't, I can't stop. Starbuck. I don't want to quit her. If she is not in live, live action Mandalorian, I don't know what they are doing. 
Like, I will... Ugh, she needs to be in it, Brandon. She needs I, to be in it. I don't disagree. Please. God. Plus, Katie Sackhoff is just born to be a Mandalorian. <laughs> like, there's no question. She's so good. I can't wait. I hope it happens. Um, but the, my favorite was when uh, Almec says, first of all, he calls her Mistress Bo-Katan. I really want some background on who's a lady, who's a mistress. (laughs) Give me the the hierarchy. It's feudal? Are you suggesting it's feudal? I have no idea, but Hmm. sometimes they call her lady, sometimes an Almec. I don't know if there's really a structure there. He was being a dick at the time, so maybe that's a knock calling her mistress. I don't even know. It's like a sexist thing. (laughs) Well, it sounds like it might be less than a lady. You know what I mean? Like a lady implies elegance, some sort of royalty thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mistress is like a worker. Yeah, like a a citizen. But anyway, he says, siding with the Republic will make you the enemy in the eyes of the people. And she says, I'm fine with that. Click. Savage. Oh my god, I love her. Savage. She's a queen. And Ahsoka's like, you're nothing like your sister. Yep. Which is, I don't know, kind of a weird line. Well, she is nothing like her sister. I know, but like, why? Is that, it's, if, I don't know, does, has that ever been said before? You're nothing like your brother or sister or father or something like that. I feel like there would be something. But I don't know. Hmm. All it made me do was think, if I don't get some backstory on Satine and Bo-Katan and Obi-Wan. This is lim- this is probably number one. Well, no, it's number two on the wish list right now of stuff they need to go back and and show me. Show me. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they so different? What were they like as kids? These are the things I need to know. How did Obi-Wan, like, what happened with Obi-Wan and Satine? That's a major oh, yes. question mark. Ooh! You didn't even talk about that part uh, before wow. this when Ahsoka's like, oh, no. When, when Bo-Katan's like, you know, my sister would be disappointed in you. Oh, right. You didn't even talk about that. When she totally disses Obi-Wan and says, yeah. I thought she meant something to you. And Anakin's like, I know. <laughs> Anakin's like, oh. <laughs> the look on his face was like, oh, no. Oh, how the tables have turned, my Someone guy. Someone has pissed off the Mandalorian queen. Everybody <laughs> run, take shelter. But, uh, yeah, I did have that written down. I don't know how I skipped that. Well, anyway, that happens. Crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's get to the seats. Let's go. Come okay. On. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> well, uh, is there... Jetpacks? Jetpacks. Yeah. Jetpacks. All oh, Brandon's jetpacks. got something. Well, I was just going to say, it's just a, it's a lot of action stuff then, right? It, not really a lot happens until you get to the end. And... Oh. But specific type of action... In which we have, you know, it's very World War II bomber fleet vibes. You got the starburst in the air from the cannons. Like, that's very, like, World War II, you know. Um, but I really like, like, we, we got to talk about the Mandalorians with their jetpacks on the side. That's dope. Uh, we got to talk about the blue versus the red angel demon connotation. Oh, that's dope. We got to so talk good. about how Ahsoka is, like, flying around doing all this ship stuff, which comes back way later, which mm-hmm. is important. Because we, we've seen her do it already, you know, like later when the ship's going down and she jumps out and she's running along the... Yes, and honestly now, I think... You know how I like to figure out what each Jedi's special talent is? This is just something I do. You think hers is skydiving? Hers is literally, like, f- falling with style. as both. <laughs> <laughs> that is her Acrobatics. 
acrobatics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. She does it all. She does it in the regular series. Yeah. Time. She even does that thing where she throws her lightsabers and carves a hole in the floor and oh then my falls. God. Oh, shut up. That's <laughs> so cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But that, yes, I know we're talking. It's very battle which yeah. normally I would be like, okay, go get a snack. Oh. <laughs> but in this arc, no oh. chance. Like, it's so well. And never. Okay, I, I just want to I want to preface this now because I don't know when else I'm gonna preface this. She never kills anyone, and I think that is cool. I think that is really cool. She never. Okay, well, we don't see them. Probably the people who she's cut the jetpack on and set flying in the air, they probably died. But <laughs> we never explicitly see people die at the hands of Ahsoka in any of the four episodes, any of the whole season. We never see anyone. She die. doesn't impale anyone. With it's her interesting, lightsaber. dude. Yeah, it's great. She's the goat. That's why it's That's part of it. That's cool. I don't know. Um, Brandon, and- did you catch that? Oh, I definitely did. I definitely did. Um, yeah. You know, and even if she, even if she did, you know, actually kill a Mandalorian or whatever, like they agreed to. Yeah, they they basically agreed to to war, right? So in a way, you're yeah. Yeah. you're you're signing up for it you know it's like none of none of them are are a part of it unwillingly um so but the fact that she she doesn't you know try to kill them i think um we see that evolution go along um until we get to to what happens with the with the clones yeah it's a super interesting um juxtaposition between like everybody says everybody says you know Anakin and Ahsoka were the the a good match because they're both you know sassy pantses which is true but um and they defy convention a lot but what they don't have in common is that Anakin doesn't seem to have any trouble um you know mowing down people when he needs to and that is just not something that she internalized and does so it's very interesting that 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 uh, juxtaposition exists between the two of them, mm-hmm. even though they are very similar people. Sort of, they have completely different uh, ideas about that. I agree. But anyway, go on. You're you're talking about the siege. Um. Oh yes, the siege. Just, just the jetpacks. Like, can we? God, jetpacks are cool. Yeah. I hate to sound like a dude, bro. I really do. But <laughs> no, they're cool. I man. just can't not love Mandos and their jetpacks. It's not possible. It's very, uh, it's very like metropolis, like like um, like future, future. Uh, what's the what's the word? What's the word? Um, I have no idea. Dang it! Ah, uh, wanna die? I know it. Anyway, it's like very classic sci-fi. I, I guess I, I like that and like it's given to the Mandalorians and it's you know like I mean? it's from day one yeah 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 Boba yeah. Fett true and his it's made it all this way and his now. silly jetpack 1980 <laughs> dude it's been 40 years if nothing else has made it it's the the armor the helmets and the jetpacks have made it all this time <laughs> yeah it's cool it's, Ralph McCarr's legacy bro it's I don't know like I said it's very dude bro of me but I can't help it um, and also those little laser shields that they use. Those are cool. Yeah, those are the gauntlet. Like, is that a new thing? Those are pretty cool. I, I, I think maybe we saw it in the background in one of the Mandalore arcs because I, I have a, I'm vaguely familiar with them. Or, or maybe we saw Sabine use it at some point. 
Um, oh, maybe it was in Trials of the Dark Saber, but it's not something we've seen commonly. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. It reminds me of. Uh, it's actually kind of interesting. There's this thing in Battlefront. The, there's like if you're like the heavy trooper, mm-hmm. um, the guy who carries like the big gun and shoots the big minigun, like the guy, you know, uh, the heavy dude. He has this like ability where he can put up a shield on his gun, and it's like that. It looks yeah. exactly like it. It's a little bigger, but um, hmm. it's a, it's a similar construct. And also, it reminds me of Halo, but I'll, I'll stop talking about that. You <laughs> do all. bring up Halo quite a bit, dude. I I, yo, if you're gonna tell me that Halo did not copy the Mandalorian Boba Fett helmet look, you're lying oh, to I'm me. Oh, I'm not going to tell you're you You're lying to me. I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, just saying. Um, and what you were saying earlier about uh, how how all the malls guys have basically his colors and what a egomaniac oh. loser, by the way. <laughs> like, making them wear all, like, you must match your armor to my tattoos that's you... very cheesy <laughs> that's very cheesy like but... can you be any <laughs> yeah i wonder well, if... we haven't got them all yet i wonder if he even made them do that you know like they oh he made them do that right. he did you know he did i see what brandon's saying though because he mm. honestly seems to be a man of the people for most of the time except at the very end when he's like you man know die people. well i mean i'm just i'm, I'm just saying he no talks about how he they brought him up and like all that I yeah, I think they're. On, I, I think they believe in Maul. You know, I, I think there's a parallel between the the clones painting their helmets to look like Ahsoka and the these Mandalorians painting their you know Big armor brain. to look like. No, no, no. I get what oh, you're saying. Here we go, dog. What? What? But what? I think until someone tells me differently, <laughs> I. AKA Dave Filoni tells me differently <laughs> that I feel it's a juxtaposition rather than a parallel and possibly that he's but, like but yes we want we want that parallel of the mall armor against the Ahsoka armor no but I want to go back I to what Colin was saying about like angels and demons right because mm-hmm. the clones and the Mandalorians come in with their blue light side color fighting off these demons in their red with you know, black and horns, and what happens during this episode? They slowly descend into hell, into the devil's playground, really. You know, that's what, what Mandalore has basically become for Maul, and he's controlling it all from underground. So I don't, I mean, juxtaposition parallel, we could argue the semantics of it, but I don't think it's <laughs> accidental that that all of this happens in the way that it does it's definitely not accidental and that's what i was referring to when colin was talking about how the clones crawl up from underneath the bridge and they've gone from underneath to into the air like from the lowest point to the highest point it's totally not accidental it's it's a metaphorical theme the entire way through this yeah but it's yeah uh, yeah I don't know, but I, I honestly, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I, d- I always considered, yeah, they're just Darth Maul's a douche for a random. <laughs> I mean, there's a that. very honestly, real possibility I did jump to of a that. There. Yeah, yeah. But I, I definitely jumped to that conclusion, and I think you did too, Mom, <laughs> about that. What? Because you heavily dislike Maul. Okay, I'll just say that for you. But I think, honestly, that this is a good point that I didn't consider. I mean, we see them 
refer to him as Lord Maul, don't we? A few times. Oh yeah, they do. They definitely call him that. They're all the for fact, him. I'm not dude, saying they're not. I'm okay. just saying it was it was his idea. <laughs> the fact that the the dude's name, who's like kind of the leading guy's name, is Saxon. Saxon is like a very like Western European feudal name. I mean, Anglo-Saxon. That was the language of English back then, you know, during feudal Europe, which is actually, I brought up feudalism earlier. The Mandalorian social system seems to be like, like fiefdom. They're you know nice. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which is like very interesting because clones are cloned from a dude who's, I don't remember if he was actually, was Jango Fett? No, Jango Fett was not Mandalorian, right? Not by genetics, but now we're learning it's, it's a creed. Oh, that's right. That's so, right. That's right. Okay. Now so now yes. we don't really know what their deal is. It's anymore. a weird. I don't know when feudalism became a thing in Star Wars, but I'm seeing some. I'm picking up that vibe. You know what I mean? If you talk to um, Marie Claire Gould, it's always been a thing in Star Wars. Feudalism. Yeah. She talks about feudalism. Oh yeah, the oh. whole knightly thing. And oh, okay. That's cool. I mean, the Jedi knights there's are princesses. Actual knights. There's you know, there's princesses. There's swords. <laughs> the dang lightsaber is a literal sword. Yeah, they <laughs> are know? the actual knights, which is funny because the literal armor of knights is Mandalorian, yeah. which they don't seem to have. You know, they're they're super war mongery yeah. type of person type of uh, planet. So it's very interesting it's like vikings combined with feudalism it's very interesting you know what i mean but anyway, anyway back, we're off on a tangent here back to clone wars yeah 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 <clears throat> and hopefully i'm sorry have... for boring your ears off brandon my bad that was my bad no you good man <laughs> i'm just over here thinking man star wars is good i like this stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh good it is very good that's facts um yeah so as we were saying they um escaped to the undercity <laughs> Which okay, <laughs> not even, Wait, not even trying point. to hide it. Let's not let's let's not cover up. We're not talking the undercity. We're talking the sewers, right? Like mm -hmm. <laughs> as yeah. low as you can go. Yeah. And uh, you know, tons of people have already brought up that this parallel to the, you know the man the Mandalorians in the undercity of Navarro in the Mandalorian. Which is brilliant. Thank you. Well, and that comes that comes up in uh, Phantom Apprentice, right? That's not mm. that's not in the first episode because the first episode ends with Maul revealing himself to Ahsoka. That's right. Right. So then we we get to um, Phantom Apprentice, which is when he has the the whole speech, which is really where I think we get more of what we were talking about before of the the Maldalorians, uh, really being in his corner and not just you know doing it because he's going to get them power because they believe in him oh they definitely believe in him i i have no um illusion about that they definitely believe in him yeah <clears throat> because these poor this poor planet like <laughs> yeah, and these man. poor people i man. mean that's why i feel for just those regular mandalorians that are just being like shuttled into shelters by the clones oh, and yo that bad, scene what? is Ugh. way more important than people are giving him credit for it's right way important because yeah i honestly haven't thought about it it's literally nazi germany yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right it's definitely this whole thing is world war Two. that's what i'm saying yeah i mean interesting. i brought this up first on on hyperspace hangout they had me on over there and 
The scariest thing about Hitler, looking back at it now, is not even the atrocities that he committed. It's not the the Holocaust, the gas chambers, because we have uh, the ability now to spread information so quickly that if if something like that were to happen, you know, we would be able to spread that message a lot quicker, right? The scariest thing retrospectively about Hitler is that he came to power 100% legally, right? Just yeah, like Palpatine. Yeah, Palpatine yeah. does not break any laws. He gets them to change and to his will, but he does it all legally. That's what was that's the most terrifying thing about Hitler that people te- I think tend to forget because obviously he did really terrible things and and we shouldn't diminish that, but here we see the clones they're they're literally you know the nazi army moving these people who don't want to go who don't want to leave their homes you know for for what for the chancellor for the republic that's not even what it's supposed to it's not even what it was anymore right which is exactly what we got with nazi germany and you know we we this is what what i wanted to bring up earlier about the mandalorians because we obviously still see them taking off their helmets here in in Siege of Mandalore. So what happens over the next 30 years that changes that? I think, honestly, it's the – whatever the Great Purge is includes those Mandalorians <clears> – <throat> excuse me – includes those Mandalorians who weren't the warriors, the ones that we saw being you know taken to wherever they were taking them to. And right, the, so where did they take them? <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, that's why I'm like, what happens? The what happens to them? Because yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're right that it it's the purge. Like there's, they're well, gonna be, be, they're not warriors. They're just regular people. Exactly, they're, they're the heart of Mandalore, right? They're the heart of Mandalore. If and and with Mandalore's culture, you know, you have. You have the warriors that we all, you know, look at and, and we see in the Mandalorian and everything like that, but you have these regular people too, right? But you have these people who have known nothing but freedom. So the Empire comes in, they're they're Poland, right? They're they're all these Definitely other kinds. It's like a sort of annexing happening. Yeah. And and they're not gonna just sit there and say, like, okay, well I guess it's the empire now they're not going to just accept that they had their own freedom um they had treaties with the republic they weren't necessarily part of the republic and so okay you can kill the warriors but if the heart still exists you're going to have problems right so the great purge can't just include killing off all the warrior mandalorians it's got to include killing off all the everyday citizen mandalorians who know what freedom is who know what it's like to live in a planet of peace, right? That's what Satine created. And so the Mandalorians, my theory anyways, of why the Mandalorians don't take off their helmets uh, in later years is because is, is metaphor. It's because you don't know what's under that armor. Is there the warrior under that armor or is there the heart under that armor? And if they don't reveal themselves, then in a way, Mandalore is unified in them. 
you know, because whoever yes. that that person was who who chose to take up that mantle of Mandalore has the heart of a Mandalorian and wears the armor. So they have the warrior spirit of a Mandalorian. Right. Both of which got killed right. in the Great Perch. So. Right. And if and if you're a smart um, evil despot, you know, and you're looking at the Mandalorians as a people who of course you're gonna want to get rid of them they are they are strong the <laughs> they yeah. are a big threat it's like on survivor when mm. when they take out the really good athletes first or they should anyway how sometimes. dare you bring survivor into but it's <laughs> seriously it's like who are you gonna get rid of first the I person who can't walk five feet without getting out of breath or the person who can't is the you know endurance runner and late and you know can lift 800 pounds above his head like it's For obvious sure. to me if if i were palpatine hell yeah i'm gonna want to get rid of them they even though they have a very turbulent past the reason they have a turbulent past is because they have this inner warrior in them it's bred into it's like it's their history it's what they you know look at all the art they do that's i let that's another reason i love mandalorians they're either they got that cubist art they're either these warrior types or they're painting a pretty picture on the side of a building like it's 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 literally renaissance europe dog it's (laughs) all of it i'm telling you dude i am telling you i love them i just love them as people i mean that whole meeting area that the guy like the throne is in Mm -hmm. tell me that doesn't look like like that there's stained glass there's like really ornate designs on like the ceiling and like it's very like Renaissance That's European. Why I love them though. They're either killing people or they're painting. It's like, <laughs> one of the two. Ah, dude, it's interesting. But anyway, I totally agree with you in that that that's what the Mandalorians come to. They have to. It's a defense mechanism. There's only so many of them left and Yeah, weapons become their religion. All they have left is their armor and their way it's weird and that's it and they have to start cultivating you know kids and bringing them up in this way if they think they're gonna their whole culture is gonna survive but anyway sorry i you know mandalorians get me yeah they're cool man they are really cool but i love that theory i think that's totally right on board (laughs) fully on board okay um what happens now are we over let's just go on to a phantom apprentice unless we have anything pressing on the last one we kind of already went into it so let's just pretend like <laughs> we've officially gone into phantom apprentice which is the coolest name yeah i mean that i can remember of any episode this is this one's my favorite episode of the arc um Ooh. i really like this and i know i know i'm gonna get it but i think <laughs> particularly for ahsoka the the story that's happening here is really interesting um and i i wrote an article on this but um this is ahsoka's shatter point articles all over the place dude let me tell you let me tell you i have had quarantine (laughs) time um okay right 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 yeah so you've been writing a ton lately yeah yeah it's been fun it's been fun um especially when there's stuff like this to delve into because Totally, yeah. One thing, so so just like a little bit, I'm not going to like go into the full thing, but 
something that I always tell my kids when when they're reading is repetition equals importance. If an author brings something up again or, or repeats an idea, they're telling you like, mm. pay attention to this, right? Um, and That's it's a fact. very simple yeah. it's a very simple way to get them to cling on to you know finding the important ideas. Okay, so then what repeats in Phantom Apprentice? Broken glass. We get the the glass breaking in the throne room, and we get a look. We we actually go through with the camera through that broken glass, and then at the end we get the broken glass. And to me, that's Filoni saying this is Ahsoka's shatter point. This is where th this is the point of no return, right? If she joined, if she joins Maul, you can't go back and and change that. You can't fix that. You know, if she decides to believe about Anakin Skywalker, you can't change that, you know? If she decides not to believe, you can't change that. And so, you know, going back to the the luck versus choices and things like that, here, there is no such thing as luck. It's the choices that you make. Maul points it out. You know, every decision you've ever made has led you here. And he's using it to manipulate her, but... but... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I heard, no, no, no. What'd you say? I heard whispering. I want to know. Oh, Tramline. Oh, God. <laughs> of course. It is, though. He's Forrest and she's Lily. Tell me I'm wrong, Brandon. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You can't. I'm afraid you guys are just going to show up to celebration with, like, tattoos on your neck that say Tramlines. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That'd be weird. P.S. Everybody watch Doves if you have no idea. Yes, dude. Okay, but... But but Maul embodies that concept though of of the concrete, like the unchangeable. Like this is this is what has been meant to happen, and this is what will happen. And Ahsoka has kind of been living her whole life like I can make changes, I can do this, I can do that. She's faced with like all these really hard to deal with information, all this really hard to deal with information, right? About like Anakin being the key to everything. Palpatine being Darth Sidious. The clones are about to turn. Like all this stuff's all of a sudden coming to light, and she's like. Like, what? I'm still going to make my choices, and you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is, in a way, defeating. In a sense. Defeat for her, I think. Because she had a chance. You know what I mean? It, it was there for just a brief moment to... I mean, even later, right? She When, when she talks to Obi-Wan later, Rex is like, you didn't tell him about Anakin. And she's like, I know. And I'm like, Okay, but why though? <laughs> I want to know what went through her head in that moment to not tell Obi Wan what was going on. Like she was making I her know. own decision, all it like to rebel against a little bit. But again, repetition equals importance. That idea of her leaving something unsaid is throughout the whole arc. Yeah, you know, um, that's throughout all of Star Wars. I, I, I it's like. throughout all of Star Wars. It's all just one Charlie Foxtrot of a bad communication. Yeah, it, man. The entire thing like god would you just talk to people and everything would be fine <laughs> but i loved your article i loved it a lot well thank you and then but... how excited were you that the next episode was called shattered yeah no oh. joke no joke but i mean <laughs> oh i think there's i think there's definitely like something there about her leaving it unsaid with anakin uh, because in Twilight of the Apprentice, we hear her say, you know, I'm not going to leave you, not this time. And watching it when it came out, we were like, oh, when she walked away from the Order, you know. Now there's a whole second layer to it of her leaving him 
not warning him about what Maul had said, not going to help him, you know, uh, leaving him to fend for himself in a position where he wasn't in a, a good position, a good headspace to, to fend for himself. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm dumb. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Don't what? worry. You get you used to it. The apprentice. Oh, okay. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> you, you brought up twilight of the apprentice a few times i honestly cannot i know it's an episode title i just i can't remember rebels it, it's, oh, Re- it's rebels yeah. oh is that the one when ahsoka fights yeah, yeah okay yeah. Cool. okay yeah yeah I'm just trying to keep up cool anyway he's so. not as into rebels as i would like him to be let's just leave it at that <sighs> he's giving me a look hey, right now <laughs> hey hold on this, we're not turning against me yet no we're right? not no. i'm not turning against you i'm just saying you I have done that yourself yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Listen, man. I just need. I need. Also, I might. I. I should bring this up. I did not start watching it when it started. He I did not. not. He would I not. came in kind of near the middle. Actually, kind of around when Twilight of the Apprentice happened. I thought that episode was dope, and I will go to the grave with that. I just need to inv- in, uh, drown myself a little bit more in the Rebels. You do. Show. You do I haven't done that yet. I haven't really had time with all you know, Mandalorian, the Skywalker saga, uh, school. <laughs> like I got a lot of stuff, but I gotta give it some time. Spot the difference. All right. <laughs> I swear. Please. Uh, yeah, he he'll do it eventually. I have no doubt. It's just um. Our my dad is the biggest fan of Rebels. Oh my house, god! As far as I'm concerned, I was. Cl- yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> really thrown. <laughs> yeah. Really thrown by how much he loves Rebels, but he never he'll rewatch gets... it anytime with you. Anytime. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. his favorite. It's funny, man. <laughs> I think it's so funny. It is very funny. Yeah. But it's just interesting. Like, he doesn't get into Star Wars like that. He's typically. like, I love that droid. <laughs> He's like, it, The Bendu. The Bendu. He's obsessed with the Bendu. Obsessed anyway. with the Bendu. Anyway, sorry, Brandon. No, I'm, um, welcome I'm, to Unknown Regions Podcast, where we tangent on literally every single thing. That's our thing. Have I have I ever stopped anybody from talking about Rebels? <laughs> no, no, never. Okay. no. So, yeah. All right, so, what were we talking about? I so we're, we're, we're in Phantom about. Apprentice, oh, right. and yeah. So oh, yeah, sorry, Phantom. Yeah. Um. No, the only. I mean, I, I think the the two big things there we kind of already covered of the Shatterpoint and the. Um, the idea of, you know, things being left unsaid between her and Anakin. Um, because I think the the idea that Anakin never really has a final answer with Ahsoka is, is part of what keeps Anakin alive, you know? I think if he had definite, like, yes, she's dead, yes, I killed her, whatever it may be, I think that changes things. Um and and I think if well, she goes, I definitely goes... want to touch on that later too. Yeah, yeah. Um, at very 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 end epilogue. But and then there that there's the idea of regret, more. right? And and the regret that we have for the people we didn't help, and there's just a lot of ideas there that you know we could get really in depth to. But I'm really glad Filoni made the choice to not have her say anything to Anakin. I know after. Um, yeah. The first episode, True. a lot of people were like, oh, I can't wait to see Anakin and Ahsoka, you know, talk again. And I was like, Ooh. guys, it's not going to happen. It's not <laughs> happening. Yeah, dude. So, when could it have happened? When? Yeah, just logistically, when could it have happened? Logistically, it like but... two-second conversation. Even, but, but even story-wise. But it wouldn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, guys, this is a tragedy. A we're not going to get them going like, all right, good luck, have fun. Like, <laughs> it's going to it's yeah. gonna be bad. 
So, but no, yeah, Shattered. It was, it was, you're right. Shattered, if we want to move on to that. Um, just oh, are we not going to talk about the, um, the duel? The duel? I think it <gasps> oh, I have to talk about the duel, man. We oh, have to talk about the duel. I didn't realize we didn't talk. Okay. I've never. Wow. Ooh. I have and to. Just, and l- let me just. Let me just say, I don't like, I don't care for Maul any, at this point. I don't. Sick of, sick of but bitter. But this duel, this is how mature I am, Colin. Nah, I can set that aside. You're trash. You're <laughs> trash. Stop hiding behind a wall of, yeah, I'm a term. Well, I mean, I, I might rant at home a lot more than I. Than no one I, knows that side. Brandon, you don't know. Brandon, you don't know. Okay, wait. You just hang on a second. <laughs> I just want to put this out there. I was very put off by him somehow having Ventress's lightsaber hilt. I did not like that. It it turned me off of this episode practically for the entire week following <laughs> when it aired. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even like appreciate it because I was so mad about that. Mm. <clears throat> and let me tell you why I'm mad about that. Okay. <laughs> I feel like uh, he took a very important character to me and reduced her to an Easter egg, and I don't appreciate yeah. that. I, I definitely get that. And I'm taking it out on Maul. All right. I'm putting the blunt. I am also taking it out on Dave. And if I ever meet Dave, I'm going to say thank you so much for all of your magnificent storytelling, but I have a problem, and <laughs> I want an answer about this. <laughs> Yeah. Why but would it, you do that? Because you're not an Easter egg only, like, ooh, I'm going to put this cool Easter egg in there just for fun. I, that's not who he is. So really, really I don't think it. I don't think it was an Easter egg just for fun, thing, though. But... Like, in Rebels, well, we get him... Not. No, in Rebels, we get him on Dathomir, right? Like, that culture and his history with Dathomir is something that, that has influenced him or goes to influence him, right? And... Dathomir is another thing that Palpatine took from him, right? And I get it. I get it. I, I mean, yeah. understand what you're saying. But on the other hand, she did not receive the treatment that she deserved as a character, in my opinion. And just why do that? Like, literally, it made could, no difference. No one but, like, could a handful I, of people know. So what's the point? Could I maybe offer... A potential reason. I'm totally like throwing an idea into the dark here. Dark Disciple Two. Maybe try. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> Another book that man. Oh, I love that book. I'm not dissing that book. I actually, it's one of a very few number of books that has ever made me sob. All right. Let me. It's a let good me, book. Let me pitch this idea though. But I feel like if you're gonna do things like have 500. Um, Darth Vader comic books one after the other after the other and keep mm-hmm. you're bringing back Thrawn and you're bringing back Maul and you're doing all this stuff and you had this amazing female villain mm-hmm. that you relegated no one knows what happens to her because very few people are reading that book they yeah. don't even know mm-hmm. and then you're saying that somehow he stole that off her grave or off of Voss or whoever wherever he got it from I have no mm-hmm. idea like I at least tell me that story. Like oh, what is okay. the story behind? Well, if you're mad about the story, not knowing the story, then I understand that. But I might have a potential reason based on what we've seen in this Clone Wars season why he would have it. Okay. 
So she was. But you haven't read Dark Disciple. I know, I know. I'm talking off the knowledge of not reading that book. So I totally a could lot be missing something. Happens in that book. She was Count Dooku's uh, apprentice, right? Mm-hmm. And Maul, clearly he has a, he has a moment in this episode when he's like in in uh, Phantom Apprentice, when he's like, oh, now I understand. Like, okay, Count Dooku and I were not so much alike. Or are very alike in the fact that we were both pawns, essentially, in his bigger game. Yes. Right? I that tells me that he held a grudge, of some sort. Before that moment, he well, had he been holding a grudge he against him held a taking his place, and how he, you know, he had an apprentice himself, and maybe Maul was like, "What better? What better way to kill him than with the hilt of his own apprentice?" You know what I mean? That's okay. just an idea. Then fine, that's awesome. But like. I understand that. No I mean, it's not is, awesome. Is, is, uh, annoying, I but... still don't like that she was killed off in a in a book that no one hardly knows about. I don't like that. Sure. I will never like it. I will I... always think it was a disservice. Always. For sure. But um, I just don't like the feeling of just dropping an Easter egg in. There uh, like yeah, that. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed know. real disrespectful to that character. That's all I'm saying. We don't need I'd say that's that. a bigger Easter egg to drop than maybe most of other, like the one that Brandon was talking about with like the movie and how that line was used in the movie. Like that's the type of Easter egg that's like doesn't really serve other narrative purpose other than being a reference. Maybe you know this is like almost like a service, trying to create a service towards the people who care about Ventress who like want to see something about Ventress, you know. But it's not a lot, you know. What I mean, I understand how it could be underwhelming and offensive. I just we don't need to talk about it anymore. I'm just saying that's why I had a gross feeling about this episode because that was like a cloud that hung over it for about a week. I got over it for the most part to where this duel kicks my ass. Like it's so good. It's so freaking good and much has been said about, you know, they they did the motion capture which was a brilliant idea. Wow, they should yeah. do that forever from now Honestly, on. Honestly, dude. And and make no mistake about like I think, yeah, the motion capture being something new and stuff is is exciting, but credit to the actors here and and Ray Park and I'm forgetting I'm forgetting the the lady who does Ahsoka. It's not just that they duel; they're dueling on these beams, right? Which means either oh, yeah, these nice, actors yeah. had to fight on some kind of balance beam which is super hard or best case scenario they had taped it out on the floor and they had to perform while staying on that tape that sounds easy but i grew up doing taekwondo and your forms you have to go down certain paths on a big star it's basically a big uh almost like a star of david that's in the the middle of the arena and you have to you know follow a certain path doing these moves you would think, oh, you know, that's not too bad. You memorize, but it can go wrong with just the littlest twitch of a muscle <laughs> and the littlest lack of discipline, and you step off and you're done, and you you lose, you know, you don't you don't get your next belt, right? So, just from a martial background, like, oh yeah, big kudos. It's insanely difficult to perform at that level and with the moves that they were doing and the way that they were doing oh, yeah, it. This the, isn't uh, something. Yeah, it's not it's not something that they could do like, okay, now do this move and then piece it together. And then this move, this is stuff that happened in a flow. Like not all at once, yeah. but it happened in a flow. And 
just growing up, you know, obviously a big prequels fan, a big martial arts fan, bow staff was always my my favorite weapon of choice yeah. because I could pretend I was Darth Maul, right? Like I've watched a lot of Ray <laughs> Park film, um, and and immediately watching the fight, I was like, oh, that's Ray Park. Like yeah, I didn't, yeah, I had forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you instantly the way he moves his feet, holds his body, it's it's different than what we got with Maul um, in in the remainder of of Clone Wars, and so. Yeah, just insane props yeah. to that. Big, big truth. Big, big facts. But I, I also want to add, like, yeah, you can tell it's him because, like, I feel like when we when we watch Darth Maul do combat, when it's not Ray Park doing the combat, it's he's like fast. I feel like he's very fast and like very sly, and like he has like a bunch of cool like tricks he can do and all that, and he's 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 pretty fast. He can like run pretty fast too and do all that. Ray Park has weight to him, mm-hmm. which is yeah. why I think. Like you can feel it. That's what I'm saying. You like can. you can. These this is a, this is a moment where you can like really. When the glass breaks, you feel that. When their when their lightsabers are hitting, you feel that. When he lands on the ground after like jumping and doing the kick thing, like there's weight in his stance. And like same with Ahsoka. Um, I don't know. It's well, very cool. When Michelle... he gets, when he gets sent flying through the window, you can feel that. <laughs> with the road or the uh, Wiley Coyote little Im- Im- image left yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, and Michelle, you pointed out something that I didn't even realize uh, when we were texting the other day about how Ahsoka beats Maul with no lightsabers, which we all know I'm a huge fan Thanks. of. Queen. <laughs> Queen. Queen. What else can I say? I just <laughs> love it. It's just how frustrating must that have been for him, too? He was probably just like, son of a... Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> and, um, and he does lose that. And he does lose his lightsaber, which I'm like... <laughs> he lost it anyway. And the end shot of her looking up. all the trouble up. to steal it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like got, it's, got that Gaussian blur in the background. It's beautiful. It's, well, it's not I just beautiful, but like... This episode especially... Sorry, we're having a delay or something, I feel, I feel like, in our in our audio a little bit. Okay. Sorry about that. No, no, you're good. Go no, I was just going to say that, like, going back to the Shatterpoint idea, you know, she's looking up through the broken glass, but think about what Maul is saying there you know like you don't know what you're doing we're all dead you know all of that stuff she doesn't have a look of hope but she doesn't have a look of sorrow it's almost like a a look of like content like okay this is this is where i'm at this is who i am you know um we're in it now you know you're in this life for good yeah exactly yeah it was it was a beautiful beautiful shot just also just what yeah, it made man. you feel compositionally too. speaking and good. i just have to say especially ashley and sam this is the best acting oh, i've bruh. ever so good i guess seen is not the right word heard experienced <laughs> experience animation in shoot. their entire careers like it just you literally forget you're watching animation oh yeah dude you that's it that's another thing that's different because, like, I felt like when I watched the Clone Wars, I love Clone Wars, do not get me wrong, and same with Rebels, and same with Resistance, all of them, I feel like I'm watching a cartoon. You know what I mean? Like, I'm watching animation happen, okay? I like when I'm taken out of that because of how good the story is, how good the work is. You know what I mean? Not that animation is any sort of no, second no, 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 no. tier. No, 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 we are so much farther mm-hmm. in computer generation images than and computer animation than we are or back then than we are today and it shows is all i'm saying it's like and also i think 
they probably spent a lot of time rehearsing this stuff compared to like Clone Wars, which probably was just like right. you know, oh, every week and I'm they sure. had to get something out. Um, I'm sure. This has been in the works for how long? Like they probably had a lot of time and a lot of editing and a lot of practice. God, I forget even what line it was. Uh, uh, it's while they're in the throne room and they're they're still talking before they fight. But Maul like, says something like, well, that was great. But Maul says something like, you think you can get out of this war? Like, it's already, you already lost. Yeah, it's yeah. over. Like, <laughs> yeah. the just his emotion in that. He's good. And God, it's good. Through the screen. Um, and everything Ashley does is awesome, obviously. She's just. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now she came. She, dude. Uh, yeah. She's improved, too. I oh think with gosh. her acting skills. Through, the, through this character, too. Um, also, I think I also have to commend the fact that the animation kind of, I think you, mom, I think you were kind of close to getting to this earlier, but like with this really, with this newfound animation style, there's a lot more potential for emotion through the character visually. That's true too. The faces have like way more muscular component to them, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Like the slight exchange, like the slight facial that Ahsoka makes to Anakin earlier in the, in the first episode of this cycle. When like she kind of smirks a little bit, but you couldn't really get that. You didn't get that a lot with the uh, original, uh, uh, former Clone Wars seasons. You know what I mean? No, you're right. It's definitely um, advanced. This is that a, was this scene so good. So this good. is a game changer for animation. Like, oh yeah, dude. It it straight up is. Yeah. You know, if you think about like how TV has changed, and we're at this, you know, eight episode, ten episode, twelve episode, you know, season now imagine if they did that with animation and we got more you know like this not another season of clone wars but if the i don't know the rebel series that's rumored becomes you know 12 episodes with this episode of animation you know it uh it's it's sets apart one of the things i i really love about star wars and and it's something that it frustrates me when it's not a part of Star Wars is pushing the the limits of what storytelling and filmmaking can do. Uh, I think like yeah, that's a major shortcoming of like The Force Awakens, um, even Rise of Skywalker. We're not going to get into that, but like those movies don't do anything to push. <laughs> they don't do anything to push the technology, right? With um, even Solo um, doesn't really do much. Like Rogue One, you have Tarkin and, and Leia and stuff, and that was a big first step. And here it's another thing. Like okay. you're pushing the animation. I think that's like it's an important aspect of Star Wars storytelling because it's that risk taking that you need to be able to take to tell a story in this galaxy. You can't just tell another – like that's when Star Wars fails is when it just repeats a story basically exactly the same way it was told before. Like yes, it has – repeated themes and, it, and it's poetry it rhymes but at the same time like it's supposed to be pushing the edge of what stories can be and should be yep facts, facts exactly. bars <laughs> um, I, I, like I would be remiss before we leave the phantom apprentice if we don't talk about the shot when the glass does explode yeah. and they're just standing there Savage. and they don't even react to it because it's like whatever <laughs> I'm yeah. in this right now. And it is such a Last Jedi oh, for shout sure. out. The whole proposal thing. Like, oh, it's yummy. I have I not. He reaches his hand out. He does. He does reach his hand out. 
and it's opposite hands too, right? Like uh, Kylo reaches out his left hand, and Maul reaches out his uh-huh. right hand. I'm not about to notice that, but no, I mean I didn't. Um, I, I, yeah, I didn't notice that. I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. I'm ashamed of myself. Somebody pointed it out on you. Twitter. That's the only reason I know because they put the pictures side by side. But oh. yeah, no, that I honestly haven't. I haven't felt that just sense of awe since yeah. you know, like oh. Twilight of the Apprentice, of just like. Star Wars is a silent movie, right? Like you don't need all the. Uh, it's it's that you oh. know exactly what's happening. You know exactly what's oh. going on. It's great. This is what I'm saying. When the music comes together, when the art comes together, when that you don't even need voices. You don't need voices. Just let it play. And they let it proved happen. that in the last Bro. episode. In the last ten minutes, there's hardly Bro. any talking. This is. That's the thing, man. Like, Don't I know I'm, we're not going to, I'm not, we're not going to get into episode nine, no, but I not. have to compare it in this way. This is important to me, right? It's the flashiness. I'm just going to leave it with that word. The flashiness of that movie. Unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. And I can tell you why. Episode four. There is zero flashiness in episode. The the explosions are literally made from like tiny little like they they <laughs> zoom in on a very small like matchbox exploding. Like there is no flashiness there. But where's the flashiness in the music, in the dialogue, in the cinematography, in the direction, in the editing? Like all that stuff is what you need, and that is what we see. And in honestly, this scene. it's an explosion. How many explosions do we see in Star Wars? Like a good bajillion. Okay. Oh, yeah. You see so many explosions, but the way that was shot that the way the characters responded to it yeah yeah yeah. it literally i gasped (gasps) i gasped (laughs) hard like that is the most beautiful thing i've seen in a star wars film probably since for a while for a while uh, since last jedi yeah since the throne room probably in last jet throne rooms hey No, but you know what I mean, though. Like, man. No, I know what you mean. Totally. And the music. I thought this music was actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about the music during this duel a little bit, just a tiny bit. This is kind of the. Like, I was actually gonna bring this up earlier. How it's kind of funny that there are two actors from Battlestar Galactica who play like pretty big roles. It in is this very, season. very funny. We've been um, doing a BSG rewatch recently, yeah. so the fact that Sam and um, Katie, yeah, Zakoff are both. Main characters together. Like they have a lot of, and you can hear their voices. It's, it's very funny. cool. It's but funny. the music during this duel also kind of evokes the typical musical style and instrumentation you hear in Battlestar Galactica, which is these taika drumming, like you got these really heavy, like these drum beats repeating like over and over again, like war drums, I guess you could call them if mm-hmm. you want. But this one, this music is perfect for this. What I don't even know what to call it when they like record the live people and then they animate over. Motion capture. Motion capture. Yeah. In that, like, for especially for Ray Park, who is clearly trained in martial arts and understands this kind of this style of movement, right? Of 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 like combat movement. It's cool to see that the music kind of parallels that style of uh, combat, I guess. And that it's like very like like training type sounding music, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't want. It's I don't, heavy, like you were saying. I don't want to appropriate a culture. I really, I don't want to do that. But like. I'm also trying to say that it's clear that there is there is an effort to kind of imitate the type of combat being elicited on the screen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It matched very well, and it's very different than Star Wars music. You know, just to speak, we don't really get a lot of just the drumming and like wood on wood type sound. Oh. We get a lot of horns. Kiner goes off into his 
own thing. Yeah, in this, really and that's really one thing. It's bold, man. Honestly. So bold. And I loved it. I was a little worried that you would be like, what is happening? Nah, no, it works. That it's, it does work. Because there's, to me, there's a logic there that it, that works really nicely for me. Um, I don't know, Brandon, do you, do you, are you kind of picking up what I'm putting down? No, I, yeah. Like, I, music really imitates it well. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't really have much to add. I'm tone deaf. Um, <laughs> so, like, I played an untuned sure. guitar for, like, weeks and didn't nice. even know. So, um, <laughs> That's cool. I wish I was but kidding. It, makes, it just adds to it, you know? It That's does, yeah. It, it added to it. It's... Which is nice. You know, it, 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 it does add to it, and there is... It, it adds a sense of, like, heaviness to the scene. Yeah. You know, with the drums and... and yeah. It's like, it's like when you're watching like a, a martial arts movie. You know, if they have like a, a really poor uh, hit sound when somebody gets hit, and you know, and it's just too high pitched or something, you just like, it takes you out of <laughs> of of feeling like you don't feel like it's a fight. But when you when you have like the actual like a heavier sound of a more violent sound of somebody hitting somebody else right then it's not like a chuck norris movie it's like a war movie right and they're two different yeah, things like that are designed to be different things right but that's kind of what mm -hmm. i think we get here is they could have gone a whole lot of directions they i mean you could have gone return of the jedi chorus full on you know you could have gone could have been uh, duel of the fates the could have been duel of the fates duel of the fates i mean was interesting yeah. Someone would have done that. Anyone else. I would have done that. I would have been like, oh, this is the perfect time to use Google Face. I'm hyped, but he didn't do it. And I appreciate that, you know? Yeah, I very much appreciated that. It, I just give me new music yeah, over, over quotes from other things any day of the week. I actually think in this episode near the beginning, there is a very brief... And it's honestly in, under the mix. Like, you can barely hear it, but there is a little bit of a Duel of the Fates statement. Just the, a tiny bit. There's a, yeah, there's, there's a, a small one. The there yeah. are. But, um... But yeah, dude. When yes. they, um, when they finally get up to what I just call the roof of Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, that I don't, choral music? That's cool. I don't know what else to call it, but when they get up, you know, over the city and they're tangled up in the web of... The braces uh, of the city. Palpatine's web. Like, yeah. it's Palpatine's web, and it's way more tangled than it ever has been before, yeah. metaphorically, when we see web-like Palpatine-ish <laughs> references. They're yeah. usually just, like, straight on, you know, round spider web. Yeah. But this one is a tangled mess. Yeah. And they're literally fighting on it. And again, to refer to what you were saying before, where they, the angels and demons theme... Mm -hmm. They're right underneath heaven. They have They're gone right from the tunnels oh, yeah. under the city mm. all the way up as high as they could possibly go above the city now. Yeah. And what's up there that no one probably pays attention to is this web-like structure. Mm -hmm. Bruh. I'm just Palps. saying. Palps be like. <laughs> and, you know, like Brandon said, then they they uh, shatter the ceiling yeah, just a that's bit awesome. there. Yeah. And I also want to, I, I kind of feel like that was a moment of like, she's looking up as though, you know, what's up there? Yeah. Should I, should I go through that hole? Like, should I just get out of here and mm. eat? Yeah. What is that? What is that? What, is, what do you think she's thinking? In that, in that I moment? think that's the first like part where she starts to realize that like there's something beyond her control. Like, I think 
if you if you listen to to go back to the music if you listen to the music at the end of this episode with the chorus into uh the beginning of shattered where it's a very um hollow it's a it's a chorus but it's like a haunting chorus right it's very um gloomy you know and you you get this sense that ahsoka knows that something is going on but she can't quite figure out what it is and i think that kind of was the the start there because i i listened uh or i watched the uh, shattered the first time with headphones in and so like literally it like vibrates in your bones that course it doesn't stop <laughs> like it doesn't stop it doesn't like it's the okay. it's almost the entire episode is just this moaning sound of pain all the way up until um you know when everything starts happening with the clones it's haunting mm-hmm. and so yeah i i think there is definitely something about like what am i supposed to do now like i i, I did what i'm supposed mm-hmm. to do i did my my duty as a citizen as she says in shattered um and and we know you know everything is out of her control but uh ahsoka is always that person to question we know what happens and i mean in a sense she's looking to (laughs) us right like she's looking you know to us because we we see just her looking we don't see what she's looking at so maybe palps is looking at her in that moment that's okay. another one of his eyes, you know, <laughs> the crack in the, in the dome. Well, yeah, I mean that is another way to look at it. Like she has, she has started to chip away, at his plan, mm-hmm. at his tangled web that she's, she's woven, known. and there it is. Like there's, it's starting to come apart, and she's about to find out exactly mm-hmm. what that means. Thank you for joining us for part one of our Siege of Mandalore conversation with Brandon Boylan of Clashing Sabers Network. Join us for part two of that conversation on episode 14 of Unknown Regions, where we will be discussing Shattered and the Clone Wars series finale, Victory and Death. You can find Unknown Regions on social media. We are on Twitter at UnknownRegPod, and we have an email account, UnknownRegionsPod at gmail.com. My personal Twitter handle is at FreyAdjacent. Colin is on Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. And we both have private Facebook accounts. Thank you once again for listening. May the force be with you. Thank you for listening to Unknown Regions Podcast. The introductory theme for Unknown Regions podcast was composed by Colin Whitlick and was performed live by a volunteer orchestra. This recording and composition is the intellectual property of Colin Whitlick, but please feel free to hire him for all your compositional needs. He is the composer you're looking for. All the opinions expressed on Unknown Regions podcast are of a personal nature and in no way reflect that of Disney or Lucasfilm. Thanks again for listening. See you real soon.